Yo, 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 what's going on, y'all? We are back. Y'all ain't gonna lie, I sound really, really melodic just then. That was, that sounded good. Boy, shut on, up. Y'all. Welcome back to the, <laughs> welcome back to the show, y'all. This is Off The Sticks. I'm already getting told to shut up and we ain't even started talking shit yet, but we're gonna have to get this whole introduction thing down. Y'all two know what to do. It's Corey. Am I to the KE, what's good? We go, yo, we're gonna jump right in, yo. So this has been the craziest four day period in sports in about the last five years. So we're gonna start with the first day of it, Sunday. Week eight was about what I expected. Like nothing really shocked me about any of the games. Seattle outplayed New York. I can see that happening. Seattle's one of the best, play, like as far as game, one of the better teams in football right now. It's how they play the game. One of the better teams. So I saw that coming. I also saw my Steelers getting completely humbled for the millionth time in a row to the Philadelphia Eagles. And I want to thank A.J. Brown for single-handedly winning me my fantasy league this past week. I saw what I thought I was going to see out of Dallas and Detroit. A lot of offense and not a lot of defense. Because what Detroit does well, Dallas doesn't defend as well. And this is a very explosive offense in Detroit. And also wondering why the hell they traded a leader tight end as well. In the division, which is even stranger to me. I I never see trades in the same division like that. And of course the Browns beat the holy crap out of the um out of the Bengals. And then I believe also wasn't it the Niners over the Rams this week? Yep. Yeah, Niners over Rams. Yeah, and that was a um ass kicking as well, right? Oh yeah. So my first question is this. What the hell happened to the Rams and the Bengals? Super Bowl hangover? I don't believe in Super Bowl hangover. For both? I, I, I believe if you're on the field, whether you won it or not last last year, isn't going to affect how hard you're going to go on a single play. Yeah, but I feel like we've seen this historically, though, at least at least for the Super Bowl loser. Like, I, I know we've seen that the team who makes it to the Super Bowl and doesn't win, more, more often than not, at least recently, they tend to fall off the following year. Um, so I guess from that standpoint, I, I can see that from the Bengals, but still the Bengals, it's like, man, they paid so much money for the offensive line and it's done them no good whatsoever. Um, you talk about a waste of money. I'm mean um as far as the rams i don't know i mean could it be missing odell is is odell that is he that big of a piece that or von miller too von miller he von miller came up big for them last year also and less than the amount of double teams aaron donald had to see down after down um that's all i can think of honestly other than that i don't know 
Yeah, I'm looking at the Rams kind of the same way, but just a little bit differently. Another thing that they did a lot last year that they're not doing as much this year is running the football. They are not running the ball. And that, that'll hurt you, especially if I know you're just going to drop back three straight downs. I'm just going to play a shell coverage because now I know your best, your best weapon is, is down. He's on a bad wheel. You have proven that you're not comfortable throwing to anyone but him. And then you also get away from running the ball. So honestly, I can, since this, I can understand if the Rams just suck from here forward. I will completely understand it. Because at this point, I believe they're going to be looking up at San Francisco and Seattle at this point. And we all know since Call of Duty just came out that the, that the Cardinals are pretty much done. So you ain't shit for that. <laughs> <laughs> Calamari probably on the game right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that the game came out and then they lost. I mean, it happened. <laughs> it happened. Now you see the stupid. Minnesota Vikings, they taunted yeah. Kyler Murray yeah. that, you know, yeah. anyway. Go ahead. Yeah, he squared, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just like, yeah. it's it's a done deal for the Rams. I sell the yard. I don't even try to win the division at this point because you're not going to beat San Francisco. You're not going to be, I don't think that you're going to be able to out-coach Seattle. I don't think that's going to be possible. Not with how how well they are playing because of how good they feel. And that also leads me to ask other questions about a certain quarterback, but we're going to get to that in a little bit. Mike, what's your take on this, man? What, what, what the hell's going on here? Um, I don't believe in Super Bowl hangovers. Uh, I will tell you that. Um, I don't know, man. I don't look. I don't think. Um. Okay, so I think so. First of all, uh, Jalen Ramsey is having a terrible year. He's having a terrible year. Um, it's almost like people aren't scared to throw his way this season. The aura around Aaron Donald is not the same as it has been in previous years. Like Aaron Donald used to put fear in their in like in their opponents or whatever. And like he's still he's still Aaron Donald. I, I ain't saying he fell off, but the aura around Aaron Donald is not the same. Um and I don't know if that's a combination of teams being willing to go at them or or you know like them not being as hungry as they were um i i don't i don't know what i will say what i will say is this though i think i be, i think that the main reason is that people have caught up to Sean McVay and 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 his the way he calls the games. Like remember when Sean McVay first got hired, he was like um regarded as like this offensive genius and like he was doing shit. 
that like you had never seen and and he was like just phenomenal at like call at the place he was calling and, and like the schemes and the plays he was dialing up and all of that and all of that type shit like like Sean McVay is still he's still that the problem or not the problem but the the thing is there are other coaches who have who have watched him since he's become the head coach of the uh, Rams they've watched him they've taken some wrinkles out of his schemes and they've put their own twist on it and implemented implemented uh, those plays into their scheme and so now Sean McVay doesn't look as innovative as he once was it's not that anything has changed for McVay it's just that everything has changed f- uh, for his his coaching peers and so i think that like a lot of teams now have the uh have the schemes to kind of go at the to kind of go at the Rams more at least when the Rams are on defense um but also Matt Stafford is is, is playing bad uh he is he's looking like uh I don't want to say Detroit Matt Stafford cuz Detroit Matt Stafford was good but he's looking like uh just a lesser version of himself this year I don't know I, I don't know if uh, I think I think it was in the uh, I think it was late in the late offseason when he when it was reported that he had like some shoulder problems so I don't know if he's like hurt what um but what I see is Stafford is playing bad um McVay doesn't look as innovative as he once as he once was I see um the Rams have a terrible running back conundrum like they have a running back situation that they have yet to figure out as far as who going to be the lead guy and stuff like that. Um, and there's the the aura around the defense is not there like it has been in previous years. Like, they don't seem scary like they used to. I don't know if it's because they lost Von Miller. Um, Von Miller was a big part of, you know, Von Miller after they made the trade last year was a was a big part of what they were doing on a D-line. Aaron Donald was able to create so much attention that Von Miller was getting one-on-ones and things like that. Um so they lost some pieces. Um Allen Robinson is also not performing the way Robert Woods did when he was with them. Um Odell got hurt, so uh so they didn't re-sign him. Um it's a lot of moving parts. I think I think it's a combination of stuff. I don't know if I can just pinpoint it on, on like one thing for the Rams. For the Bengals, it's simple. I think the Bengals were a flash in the pan. Jamar Chase had an amazing year. Uh, everybody was in love with Joe Burrow and his comeback story. Um, the, the Bengals were not were not targeted. They were not the target. Um, nobody even even when the playoffs started, nobody expected the Bengals to get to the Super Bowl, and they fucking shocked the world. Well, now they got to the Super. Now because they got to the Super Bowl, everybody has their eyes on Jamar Chase. Everybody has their eyes on Joey B. Everybody has their eyes on Cincinnati, and they they're not going to surprise anybody anymore. Nobody, nobody. Joe Mixon is not surprising anybody with his talent. Everybody know what Joe Mixon can do. So when Joe Mixon get the ball, you see a bunch. You see a bunch of people gravitating to the ball, gravitating to Joe Mixon, like like. I think I think the Bengals were a flash in the pan. Uh, now they got a they got a hell of a trio of receivers. Um, but yeah, I think I think I don't think I don't know if the Bengals have like learned how to win on a consistent basis. Uh, right now, I think they're I think they're still a little too young for that. So that's that's what I got for you. 
you know what? I haven't even heard it broken down that good on ESPN. Be honest with you. And since well, we're all, it, man, look we, off the sticks. We hey, we know our sports, man. Hey, look, you know how I go. Hell yeah. And you know who else is having a hard time? And it's not just the Rams or the Bengals, but try recognizable playoff successful quarterbacks in Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson. Now, I'm going to go on record and say, before this season started, did I not call Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady struggling? When I said out of my own mouth that the Buccaneers are not a good football team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get that. I told you there was something this team was missing. It show as shit ain't receiving talent. It show as shit ain't in the backfield. It show as shit ain't at quarterback. So what's the issue? The O-line was horrible in the preseason. It didn't mail. It didn't jail. And I saw that shit. They had multiple plays where there was just gaps. Straight A-B holes. No ceiling. Nothing. It was just gaps. I'm talking bad dental care size gaps in their offensive line. There was no wall. It was legit one-on-one ballroom dancing. That O-line needs to be a wall. It was not a wall. It was just a series of columns. That's what they looked like. And the defense is not as scary as it was last year. This is another team whose defense was vaunted just a season ago. This is a top five defense easily. This defense is the reason why they were even in those playoff games in the first place. Because the offense was just as bad last year as it is this year. But the only reason why they were able to get past it was because their defense came up big every time. Those two games against Atlanta that they should have lost, that late in the season game against New Orleans that they should have lost, both games to Carolina, which they should have lost. This is a bad team last year, but the defense covered up a multitude of sins. And now since they decided to leave their lunch pails at home, we see exactly how bad they are. All I want to say is pick up your phone. Because I fucking called it. What y'all think? I think it's a combination of things. Like, you're right on the, the Bucks. Like, you're absolutely right. That offensive line has been horrible. I also don't think it helps that Tom Brady is going through some things. I think that definitely has plays a factor. But, uh, yeah, this does not look like a good football team. Um and I don't know if they'll be able to turn it around. I, I, I don't know what kind of magic Brady can work to, to get this thing rolling. I, I don't know, man. Like, um, you lose to the Panthers. I mean, that's, uh, that's tough. That's, 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 that's tough. But, yeah, the Bucks don't look great. Tom Brady looks stressed out. Receivers dropping passes. It's just a mess over there in Tampa. I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's a they on the struggle bus right now. Uh, 
me see. Let me break down. Let me break down all the quarterbacks. So Tom Brady, Tom Brady, too old. That's just what it is. I mean, Father Time has has gotten to him. Not to mention he uh, just, I guess, finished going through a, a divorce process with his ex-wife now. Um, you know, so all of those things factor in. Also, the, uh, the Bucks O line. They, they, Tom Brady can't move, and I mean, he never could move, but he's definitely not moving at forty-five. And the NFL is built now where defensive ends and defensive tackles they are make they are forcing the, the pocket to fold. Like the pocket is no longer a thing. Every quarterback just about has to run out of the pocket now. Um, and Tom Brady can't move. He is an immobile quarterback for the most part. So his skill set and what made him successful throughout his whole career is not the same skill set. Uh, he, he doesn't even have the zip on the ball that he used to. Um, you know, he's playing like a mid-tier quarterback. I, I would I would even say that Tom Brady is not top 10. He's not. He's not. And I'm talking about this year. I'm not talking about all time and no shit like that. So this year, Tom Brady is not a top ten quarterback. Um, when you got, when you got two receivers, when you got a uh, Godwin and you got Mike Evans and you got Cameron Brait and you got um Leonard Fournette coming out of the backfield, like like you got weapons. If this was any other quarterback, we we would talk about how they're not a top ten quarterback. So. I got to call him. Like I said, I got to call a spade a spade. Tom Brady is not a top 10 quarterback this season. Um, with Aaron Rodgers, it's different. Aaron Rodgers is still moving. Aaron Rodgers is still slinging that thing. Aaron Rodgers wishes he had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Like, if, if Aaron Rodgers had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, they would be Super Bowl contenders. Aaron Rodgers don't have nobody to throw the ball to. Um, although the rookie Dobbs for Green Bay is nice, he, he can be something in the future, but not right now. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, I, that, that's, that's what I think about, about Aaron Rodgers. I, 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 I'm not going to give Aaron Rodgers a pass. I'm not going to give Aaron Rodgers a pass. Um, but he is not as much to blame as uh, he's not as much to blame as um, or he, I, I can't give him the same amount of criticism that I give Tom Brady because Aaron Rodgers just does not have anybody to throw the ball to. Um, Corey, you was about to say something? Yeah, just a quick question. Yeah. Now knowing what we know, do you think it was smart for Aaron Rodgers to sign that contract extension before he knew what was going to happen with Devontae Adams? Oh no, I said that last week. I said it, I said it on last week's recording that I thought it was stupid. He's the one who decided to sign to sign a five year deal, um, a five year deal at thirty eight years old without knowing what his number one receiver was going to do and without seeing what additional moves the Green Bay Packers were going to make in the event that they lost Devontae Adams. That That is completely on Aaron Rodgers, which is exactly why I said last week, and I just said a couple of minutes ago, I cannot give Aaron Rodgers a pass. But when we're talking about what's wrong with the quarterbacks, I don't think anything is wrong with Aaron Rodgers. I think he just doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. Um, I, He does not mm -hmm. have a dependable target. The only dependable target that he got I would say is Randall Cobb, and he's not. Honestly, Randall Cobb is not valuable 
at all in the uh, right now. Um, like he used to be. So, so I'm not giving Aaron Rodgers a pass, but I will admit that nothing is wrong with him. Um, I honestly believe that if you swapped Brady and Rodgers, if you swap teams, I believe that the Packers would look even worse. And I believe, oh yeah, they would. And I, and I believe that the Bucks would be would be Super Bowl favorites right now. So I don't think anything is wrong with Aaron Rodgers. He just doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. And even though that's and even though that's a fact, it's also a fact that Aaron Rodgers is the person who put himself in this predicament mm-hmm. by by be, by signing by signing that contract. Remember, remember, uh, Corey and Killer. Remember, um, before he signed this extension, before this season happened, before last season happened, him and what was his what's his GM's name? Them two were in a beef. Dave Gettleman. It's, 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 no, it's Gutekunst. That's what it, Brian Gutekunst. Gettleman, Gettleman is in uh is in New York, I think. Um, That's right. But Gutekunst, it was it, yeah, it was Gutekunst and Rogers. They was having a beef. Gutekunst was saying that that uh you know, essentially Rogers was just a player. They that, in that in that he's gonna make the decisions about the personnel. Rogers was saying that Gutekunst should be able to take um his opinion and and, and have it factor into the decisions. Well. What happened since then? Rogers had a great season overall, but ended up lying to people about about his COVID status, and so that 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 put him in a bad light, and all of this other shit. The way that they exited the playoffs left left a bad taste in everybody else's mouth, and so, you know, the way it ended, I think that I think that's why Rogers was eager to get the the deal done, um, you, you know, to to kind of to kind of rectify to kind of rectify that, and to, and to kind of tell people, hey, look. I got five years. I got five more years to win Green Bay another Super Bowl. This, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? I think I think that's why he signed so fast. <clears throat> However, if if this was off the sticks, Mike ain't signing shit until he know what Killer and Corey about to do. At the at the very least, Mike ain't signing shit until uh, he called Killer and Corey, and we have a three way talk about what we going to do. That's smart. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that, 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 that's, I'm not, I'm not putting myself in no bad spot. I'm not putting myself in no bad spot. Um, when I'm, a, when I, when I have the option to be a free agent or not, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so I'm not going to give Rogers a pass for this year, but I can acknowledge that he don't have nobody to throw the ball to. So I don't really think nothing wrong with Rogers. He just, he just ain't got nobody. Um, the other quarterback who you say killer was Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yes. Um, Russell Wilson, he got Judy, he got Sutton, Melvin Gordon coming out the backfield. Noah Fant. Noah Fant. Um, they got to win. They got to win last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, 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 for Russell Wilson. He looked pretty good last week. Yeah, for, for Russell Wilson, I'm willing to give, I'm willing to give Russell Wilson more time. That's me personally. Um, even if even in a even on a bad year, Russell Wilson is better than this than what he has been so far. Even in mm-hmm. a bad year, Russell Wilson is better is 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 better than this. So, um, I don't think anything is wrong with Russell Wilson. I think everything is wrong. With the fact that they got a first-year head coach, a first-year offensive coordinator, and a first-year defensive coordinator, 
not to, and, and and Denver did not help Russell Wilson at all by trading away uh, Bradley Chubb. Did not help. Did not help Russ at all. And some people may be thinking, how does that help Russ? Well, the the, the best compliment to an offense is a good defense. And taking Bradley Chubb off off the Denver Broncos. I don't know what you're expecting. I don't know what you're expecting to get. <laughs> like, like I, Bradley Chubb was probably one of their one of their best defensive players. I don't know. I, I, don't I know. like Nick Chubb as a pass rusher. I think he's top fifteen. Nick, Nick Chubb is the running back. Nick Chubb. No, I'm thinking on the other Chubb for the Broncos. They got traded away. Bradley. Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb. Bradley That's Bradley the one. Chubb. Yeah, I said I said I said the wrong first name, didn't I? Yeah, um, but but like that that's what I'm saying. You don't help Russ by trading away Bradley Chubb. Like you don't help Russ. Um, and you send a bad message to your team. Like that's not a winning move to like you say that's one of your best defenders. Like, why would you trade and, one of your best defenders? And here's the crazy thing. Before they won, before they won on Thursday, literally the day before, uh last Wednesday, a week ago. There were talks about if Denver lost, Nathaniel Hackett would have been fired. Yeah. Which goes to show you, which goes to show you the breakdown that we had on the show last week about the fact that they got a first year head coach who don't know what he's doing, who has a first year offensive coordinator behind him and a first year defensive coordinator. That's the problem with the Broncos. I don't think anything is wrong with Russ. I I think the coaches don't know what the fuck they're doing because they don't have any experience. So, so really, out of the three quarterbacks that we talked about, I only think that there's something wrong with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You know what? Just to kind of double back on Aaron Rodgers, he really shot himself in the foot. Exactly. Because this is after um, this is after Brady decided to come back. Do you know what which team had a quarterback vacancy with a nice receiving core for you and a defense that was good enough to get you there? Oh, you want Tampa? Not just Tampa, because Tom Brady already came back. San Francisco. There's San Francisco. Denver. And there's Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. Um, oh, that's right. They were flirting a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little br- very briefly. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I also I also want to say this. Do you know what quarterback would be good for the Green Bay Packers right now with the way they look? Do you know what quarterback would be good? Who? Jordan Love. This is the team that mm-hmm. Jordan Love. This is the team that Jordan Love needs to be on. If the Green Bay Packers ever want Jordan Love to to become any type of good quarterback, this is the team he needs to be on. He had two years to learn behind Aaron Rodgers. He got a bunch. He got a bunch of mid tier receivers. This right now should be a rebuilding year that Green Bay is in. This should be a rebuilding year to build up Aaron Rodgers' air. That 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 is what should happen if you ask me. Because if, because if Jordan Love, if Jordan Love isn't if Jordan Love is going is going to be a starter ever in his career, my question is when if you're not going to start him now where he can play with just house money and everybody's expecting him to lose. If you're not going to play him now, well, when are you going to play him? That's a great question. Um, because, wow, 
there's really no reason for him to be on the roster since he signed that five-year deal. Yeah, because that'll be like, seven no ways. No he's not going to get resigned. Yeah. And if he does you know, get an offer from Green Bay, I tell them, go, go, go fuck themselves. Because you literally just said you don't believe in me. Facts. And I, I mean, facts. And I, and, I, and I get it. He is your franchise's most talented quarterback. Best is definitely definitely subjective when you're talking about the Green Bay Packers. But dude, that's a raw ass deal. And 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 to take a look at teams who had quarterbacks in the time period that he's been in Green Bay, mm-hmm. this man could have been a cardinal. If he was gonna play, he was gonna wait two years and then play. He could have been a stiller. <laughs> I mean, Washington, New York, both of them. Do you see how many opportunities there were? I mean, yeah. Look, that, that's look. That's what I'm saying. Hey, he he set himself up. He set up. He set himself up for failure. He really did. Like I would have, I would have asked to be released. I would have just done it if I'm Jordan Love. Hey, since this dumbass is gonna be here for five more years, making you guys suck <laughs> more and more year over year because Father Time definitely catches up to people like him. Can I please just go? It. I mean, you gotta understand it. I'm not allowed to be your glorified backup. People are not going to look at me the way they look at fucking Garoppolo. Give me my shot. Yeah. Let me go to fucking Houston. (laughs) Let me go to who else? Damn, well, Tennessee got Willis now. But it just makes more. It, it just makes business sense, man. He, he fucking with the church's money. He the church. Yeah, yeah, man. I look, yeah. I look. I, yeah, they Aaron Rodgers should not be on this team. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't have nothing else to say about it. Like, Dude, he, Mike, no, I, I really, I don't know this, what else to say, honestly. This comparison is gonna make a lot of sense. Did, he doesn't belong on this team the same way Tony Kukos didn't belong on the 99 Bulls. Uh, okay. I can see that. Does it make sense? Like, yeah. your era is clearly over. It's over. It's over. You're not going to lead us any further than where you've been taking us, Gramps. He called them <laughs> Gramps. <laughs> Just... It, it is what it is at this point. Thank you for the ride, sir. But please pass the driver's seat and sit your old ass in the seat behind me. Or go off and play for a team that's almost there. Call but don't steal my career because someone played in front of you and didn't want to give you your shot. Call these motherfuckers cramps. Be, be a better man. Be a better well, man, Aaron. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, look, there, there's not a lot that I can say that would. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have. I don't. 
yeah, he doesn't need to be on this team. <laughs> he he just doesn't need to be on this team. That's really just what it boils down to for me. Yeah. All right. And last subject, I guess we can talk to talk about Mike. I'm pretty sure you are gonna have a field day with this one because it does have to do with your Dallas Cowboys. Of course it does. With Tony Pollard's performance. No, he don't need to start. Let's let's end that. I'm not even gonna let you get the question out. I know what it is. No, he does not need to start. He does not need to start. Let's kill this motherfucking noise. Let's kill it right now. Tony you know Pollard. Tony Pollard is a great. Tony Pollard is a great complimentary running back. Um. Tony Tony Pollard is a great complimentary running back. Tony mm-hmm. Pollard can do plenty of things that Zeke cannot do. He is faster. He is more explosive. All right. Here's the problem. The performance that everybody, this is the first time that he has been the starter and has done anything anything significant it is also not a coincidence that this game that the game that just happened um where tony pollard went off he went off on the bears who defensively are ranked 29th in the nfl in rush defense that is not a coincidence this is a Bears team that essentially is tanking. They just traded Roquan Smith right before we played them. They traded um they traded Robert Quinn. This is a team that literally is te- is in the process of tearing shit down. Tony Pollard, if if this if if Tony Pollard did this against if Tony Pollard did this honestly, honestly if Tony Pollard did this against Washington's defense, it, we're talking about a different story because that front four for Washington is fucking nasty. Mm-hmm. But when Tony Pollard got in the game against Washington, he didn't do nothing. Also, Tony Pollard. Killer, do you know how many carries Tony Pollard had? Don't look it up. Do you know how many? How many would you guess is a better question? How many how many carries do you think Tony Pollard had without even looking? I'm guessing somewhere between 18 and 21. Tony Pollard had 14 total rushes. That is those are complimentary back numbers. Mm-hmm. Tony and Tony Pollard, I don't know if people saw him after the game. Tony Pollard looked exhausted after 14 carries. Your your bell cow, your three down back, your lead back got to tote that thing. They got to be able to tote that thing between 20 and 25 carries. I'm mm-hmm. not sold that Tony Pollard can do that. I will say that Tony Pollard is more explosive. I think Tony Pollard is very valuable. I do not want to get rid of him. I do not think he's a bum. I actually like Tony Pollard a whole lot. I like him a whole lot. But I I am not I am I'm not giving him the starting the starting running backs job. I'm not gonna do it. Um, I need to see. I need to see more. I need to see him pick up blitzes. I need. If if I don't know, I don't know how close 
y'all paid attention to the Cowboy Bears game. Corey, there was a play where I can't think of the dude's name for the Bears. There was a play where the Bears blitzed. And Tony Pollard literally whiffed on a blocking assignment. And dude had a clear shot at Dak. And Tony Pollard ended up diving to sac- like sacrifice his body. Like he dove in front of the defender because he missed the defender. Like he dove. Like I don't even know if he whiffed because Tony Pollard didn't block him, didn't try to block him. It was almost like Tony Pollard was looking somewhere else thinking the blitz was going to be coming from somewhere else and didn't see the dude until the dude was almost on Dak's ass. And Tony Pollard turned around and dove to jump in front of Dak so that Dak wouldn't get hit. You can't have that shit. You can't you can't have that shit. Like so there 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 are things that Tony Pollard does well that I like. There are things that Tony Pollard does bad that he needs to improve on in order to be a bell cow. I would not put bell cow responsibilities on Tony Pollard. Having said all of that, I do not want the Cowboys to get rid of him. I think the Cowboys should re-sign him. I am a believer that in the in the NFL, the way that it is today, you need two backs, not one. You need two backs. The same, the same way that in the NBA, the same way that in the NBA, you need at least two stars to win a championship. In, mm-hmm. the, NFL, in the NFL, you need two running backs. You need two of them. And so me saying that Tony Pollard should not start is not a knock on him. He has a role. It's a very important role. Um, It is just it is equally important as Zeke's. But Zeke should remain the starter for how the Cowboys play. Zeke should remain the starter. Corey, you you, please have at it. So it's topics like these that. This is the downside of being a Cowboys fan, because if this were any other team, this would not even be a topic of conversation, because, Mike, everything you said, I agree with. And to emphasize that, if I'm Tony Pollard, I should want Zeke to start. Zeke should be the starting running back. I think I should get my touches, too. Exactly. But. But Zeke, because because I'm I'm looking at it from this standpoint. If I'm Tony Pollard, I'm looking at my skill set. Yes, I'm I'm lighter, I'm quicker, I'm faster, I'm more explosive. Which means I want my damage to come towards the latter part of the games. Let Zeke bruise his way. Let let Zeke like like hurt the defense. And so by the time I come in, I can get through this hole. I can get through this crease. I can make this cut. I can make. That's where I make my money. If I'm Tony Pollard. And Mike, you said something at the end of at the, at at the end of your statement that just that, that also just makes me mad of why like of why this is a talking point because you look at every team in the NFL right now aside from the Tennessee Titans. Name me one team right now that is not implementing a two back system. Uh, the ti- the Titans. Oh, you say except for them? Uh, except the Titans outside of Derrick Henry. The Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's only for for a lack of talent. Okay. Um, that's not impl- that's not implementing a two back system. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not implementing a two back system. Well, they just have that one guy that the whole way. Uh, considering the Colts just traded Naeem Hines, I'm gonna say the Colts. Okay. 
that's, but that's about it. Outside, right? And that outside was, of that was, everybody, that was the stupidest trade. Yeah, the Colts. I can go a whole thing about the Colts, but yeah, my point is, every team in the NFL, if you look at the way the NFL is going, every team is implementing a two-back system. I personally think Zeke and Tony Pollard are perfect complements for each other. Like, the fact that this is a talking point, to me, the reason it's a talking point is just because it's the Dallas Cowboys and people want to have something to talk about. But no, Zeke should start should start every game. Zeke should do his thing. Now, if you want to say maybe Zeke shouldn't have you know, his usual, his, his, his old, like, 25 carries a game, okay, you know, I can live with that. That Tony Pollard... <clears throat> Maybe Zeke getting, I don't know, his 18 or whatever. Let Tony Pollard get his 14. Whatever the case may be. However you want to divvy it up. The fact of the matter is this works. And, Mike, to your point, we this is the first time we saw Tony Pollard be the lead back in a game. And we saw at the end of the game, as, as well as he played, like he played a hell of a game, albeit against in Chicago, but still he played a hell of a game. We saw at the end of that game he was not used to toting the rot that many times. And he, and he only took, what, 14 carries. Only 14 times. Points, only took 14. It was exhausted. Right. And, and and so, like, he doesn't need, like, you literally, you don't need him to be the lead back. You let him do, you, shoot, you, you, you let him, you know, take over sometime, like the third quarter, fourth quarter, like Zeke get a breather. If you want to wheel, put Tony, uh, Tony Paul on a wheel, wheel route, well, however you want to get creative with it. Like, you can impl- implement a two-back system. Like, there is nothing wrong with that. Let Zeke be Zeke. Let Tony be Tony and just be creative with the scheme. But, no, Zeke should be the starting running back. Like, no, I agree with everything you said, Mike. Like, no, don't 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 mess with that. Dallas, don't don't let nobody try to fool y'all into making Tony Pollard the leading running back. Let me just I, – I hate this. I hate the conversation that's going on because, like, this is – because I want to say people don't know what they're talking about, but I know better because they know better. And I know why they're doing this because they they need to have something to talk about with the Cowboys, especially in a week where we're not playing. So, anyway. So, so, Killer, I honestly want to hear what you got to say about this. I 110 percent agree. Um, and I'm gonna talk about this from a coaching perspective. You get in situations in games where you need something to happen. But you, but you know, out of all the available talent you got, you only got one guy that can do that one thing better than everybody else. And in this situation, it's pass block. You, especially in the league where it's just so dominated by the pass, you do not give up the best pass blocking running back in the entire league. Yeah. For a guy who can only tote the rock 14 times. You don't do that. You're working against yourself. You're setting your quarterback up to get killed. And let and let I remind you, there were some gappish years between Dallas quarterbacks that were competent at best. Not even just good. Do I need to bring up the Quincy Carter and Anthony? Um, was it Please Anthony? Uh, what you call it? Please. Do I need Mercy. to go back that far? Mercy. Oh, should I bring up Vinny Testaverde being your starter? What about Drew Bledsoe? That was swell. It was a while Ooh. before you got to Romo. I said Joey Harrington. 
Jesus I don't Christ. count him as much as I hate him for going to Detroit and making <laughs> or that look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But that there's there's gap. So you protect when you got one like that, that's like that, you protect it. You feel me? I'm with you. You do that by having that two-back system. You do that by having a back you can trust to keep your starting quarterback off his ass. Now, does it make you more predictable? Yes. Because teams know Tony Pollard can't fucking block. So when they see him, they send the extra guy. You know the blitz is coming. So damn, not thinking about it from the office of coach perspective, that actually works in your favor now. Since you know they're going to bring a linebacker, and if I'm bringing any linebacker, I'm bringing the one closest to his ass, or at least playing off his side. So if he's on Dak's right, I'm sending my left outside linebacker. I'm sending that other Mike if I'm running a 3-4 base. I'm sending that side. And it's going to force me as a play caller to now either swing his ass out and take on that heat and hope my O-line can shift around enough to make a difference or I can make a quick decision and throw a um, route right behind where I know the pressure is coming. So it's a lot of things that you can actually do with it, but it has a serious risk, serious reward. But in this case with the Dallas Cowboys and how you guys have to factor in how to get these other receivers to damn football, you almost have to play them alongside of a guy like Tony Pollard. Yeah. Because that's the only way these cats is going to get open. So, do we now see how all of this works? I know I probably lost a million people in the minutia with the coach breakdown of that thing, but that's how I look at it. Yeah, look, I, yeah, I, look, I, I agree. I, I, I agree. I, but again, got a lot of cowboy fans who. Uh, you got a lot of cowboy fans who are prisoners of the moment because it's mm-hmm. like being a cowboy fan. All the fans they, they want to see the results right now, or like, or they think that the results, um, the immediate results, or they or one great game is like the thing that's gonna is is the thing that swings the uh, who is better like. Like I promise you, um, it's that New York Knicks shit, but a football style. I promise you, um, we got a bye week this week. We got Green Bay next week. Uh, next week, if if Zeke runs for 112 yards and two touchdowns against Green Bay, I promise you, people are gonna be like, "Oh, Zeke, Zeke is coming back. Oh, Tony Pollard put pressure on him. Now Zeke want to perform. Mm. Like, like it's always gonna be something." With, with cowboy fans and so you know you just as a cowboys fan i just hey look if you a cowboy fan and you listen tra- just tread lightly just tread lightly. You know, just yeah yeah that's all i gotta say go ahead the funny thing is like mike we you and i we've seen this story before it was called yeah. marion barber and felix jones it was called me up marion barber and felix jones and and 
we saw this we saw this play out with uh with Julius Jones and Marion Barber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we saw this play out with um what was his face? We saw this play out with um Troy Hambrick. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, I like how confident you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he don't kill right. tripping. <laughs> but not hey, Corey. Who was um, who was the other? Who was the second running back? Oh, it was we saw it was the dynamic um um between we saw this with Darren McFadden and was it Felix Jones? Yes. Because they were co- they were also college teammates uh, and they played right. teammates in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. And then we saw this. Then we saw this with. The DeMarco Murray and Joseph Randall shit after after DeMarco Murray, everybody was like, you know, you know, like like it's just it's a never ending thing. We saw this same thing two weeks ago when we was talking about Dak or Cooper Rush. Like, yeah, yeah which I don't even know why that was a topic. Don't ask me either. You got to ask the Cowboy fans who 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 swear that Dak ain't a good quarterback. You got to ask them that. I, look, I. I, I've just learned. I've just learned. I, I can't let. I can't. I can't be on Bleacher Report. I can't be in the same environment as a lot of other Cowboy fans. That's that because the talk is fucking stupid. I understand why other why fans of other teams think that we delusional as hell because a lot of motherfucking Cowboy fans don't be making no goddamn sense. Well, that's definitely one of the better points. So, fellas, um, I know we not teachers. It's time to hand out some grades. So we've reached the middle of the NFL season. I think, yeah, since we got eight games on one side, be eight games on the other side. So, yeah, this (laughs) is effectively the midpoint of the season. Time to give out grades. And when I give certain teams higher marks, it's more so got to do with the fact of, overperformance or exceeding expectation. Okay, so you're grading on a curve. I'm grading those teams on a curve. And one of them that gets an A from me, and I think should get an A from all three of us, is the team we clowned hard as shit in our preseason show. Actually, two teams that we clowned pretty hard, even though one of them, even though they just played each other. It's the New York football giants. And the Seattle Seahawks. These are two of the best coaching jobs I have seen in quite some time. I mean, no literal star players to really think of outside of DK Metcalf and Saquon Barkley. I, I would all, every other piece of those offenses are replaceable. And if you're Seattle, you know you sold the barn because you not only got rid of your starting quarterback, you also got rid of Bobby fucking Wagner. There's another reason why I don't feel too bad for the St. Louis Rams. Uh, St. Louis Rams, the um, L.A. Rams. They got Bobby Wagner as well. Now, looking at that kind of a matchup, like how much you decided to not go for the win, and still get it. Like we all knew New York was a poorly constructed football team. They had a quarterback that they gave up on and then brought his ass back. 
and he's playing pretty well outside of this past game. And then looking at Seattle, this man Geno Smith making look like Madden out this bitch. He's playing so well. Like he's he's on Madden 25, and I'm not talking the one that come out in a couple years. I'm talking about the one that came out years ago. He's looking like that. He's looking like West Virginia Geno Smith. Like he looking like he was never a Jet. Like that's how good this is looking for them. So those two teams get A's, and I I don't just throw out A's like that just because. Those two are getting A's, and if I had to give any more A's out, it'll be Philadelphia, Dallas. Damn, but I mean, who, who else really deserves it? Maybe Miami. I, uh, I, I'll say this: two I'm, of them. I'm yeah, iffy, a lot on, better than I'm iffy I on them. Matter of fact, okay. and, and Buffalo gets a plus for me. Gets a for me as well. Because mm. it's just how machinish it looks like I'm expect like when I watch a Bills game I'm expecting at minimum 28 points yeah that's gonna make yeah, them the toughest yeah. team to beat in all of football maybe outside of just the sheer size that Philadelphia has yeah and the Josh Allen MVP your preseason MVP is looking pretty 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 good yeah, Corey, who, who, you got, who you got? Who uh, you got for your grades? What's your grades look like? Basically, I had the same. I had the same for Killer, but I, I, I would, I would give Miami an A just because I, I was not sure going into the season. I was not sure about Tua. I didn't know if he would be the guy for Miami. Um, about uh, Mike McDaniel has got him looking like, got him looking like he's the guy in Miami, and and I just, I just like the moves the Dolphins have been making, like especially the trades and everything, like. The Dolphins are, I'll say for me, in terms of Mike Mike McDaniel's first year as a head coach, I would say they are at least one step above what I thought they would be like by this time right now. Like they look like like that. The receiver court, like the Tyreek Hill move looks smart as I don't know. Like they got, I mean, they have to have like the fastest receiving duo in the league ever. And yeah, like. It's crazy. And Tyree already already almost has a thousand yards, which is crazy. But um I, I like Miami, man. I they they look like similarly how we talked about the Jets last week, where we said they look like a well-run organization. Like they're doing some smart, making smart football moves. And so I yeah, I would say I would give Miami an A. Like I'm I'm really impressed by what the Dolphins have been doing this year. What's y'all other grades look like? Um not sure if you heard, but I did put that. I did give Dallas the A plus as well, just based on that coaching job and the start to the season was extremely unexpected by everyone but me. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It I mean, was you, you, you didn't you the only one that believed in Dallas. You were right about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I guess we can go with the B's. I'll give a. I give a B, but it's a very high B to the Tennessee Titans. 
after starting off 0-2, getting their shit together, and winning their last five games. It's crazy to think that I thought they were horrible, but they ripped off five in a row. Um, other teams, they get a B. This is going to be a weird pick for this, but I'm going to put the Cleveland Browns at a B. Because they've only lost like based on some kooky-ass plays. But they are still a team that can beat your ass if they just finish the job. I mean, I've never seen anyone lose a 15-point lead that fast. But they are par for the course. Like This is what I expected, but they're playing better than I thought they would. So, all right, can I go? Uh-huh. Okay, okay cool. I want to try to cut nobody off. My grades are a little different. Um, I'm not. It, it, I'm not doing. I'm some of them. I am doing individual teams, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna give certain grades to certain individuals um, because, like for example, Killer, you gave Dallas an A. Mm-hmm. I cannot give Dallas an A. I know you can't. I, I, I can't. But well, why? Why do you think I can't give give Dallas an A? Because you don't want to give yourself the satisfaction of realizing that you guys actually have a decent football team. Oh shit! Come on. Why would I? Why would I want us to suck? <laughs> what the fuck? I know no, you don't want you guys to suffer. I, I can't. I can't give Dallas an A because um I can't give Dallas an A because. Our run defense is horrible. Somehow along the way, somehow along the way, we have, our defense has turned into interceptions and sacks. Or my bad, turnovers and sacks. That is what our defense has turned into. And while that is great, and that definitely helps you win games, you can't be allowing 150 plus rushing yards. Like, like you can't, you can't do that. Like, the Bears ran for 240 yards. They ran the ball. I think it was 49 times. So that's I probably because they can't throw that bit. So you know, they, 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 right, that's exactly why. They, that's exactly why Justin Fields is inaccurate. So, you know, they got it. So uh, essentially, them their shot at winning, their only shot at winning is essentially running, running. But still, you can't allow 240 yards rushing. What's going to happen next week when we play the Packers and they got a they got a two headed monster? They got AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. What's going to happen then? Yeah, you might be able you might be able to 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 uh you might actually be able to win the one on ones to where you can fluster Aaron Rodgers. But then what happens when he scrambles out of the pocket? He can move. So, like, I can't give the Cowboys an A, even though they're better than what I thought they were going to be. I can't give them an A because there is a huge gaping ass hole that we clearly need to fix. And we traded for uh for Jonathan Hankins last week. He had a good game against uh against the Bears while he was in. I think while he was in, uh, the Bears only rushed for like 3.8 yards a carry, which is pretty fucking good because he clogged the middle. He uh, took up two gaps. So that's great. But so so I think we we address that hopefully 
but I can't give I can't give the Cowboys an A. Um, I can't give the Cowboys an A because of that that one thing that run defense. Every, uh, I, I, but I will give Mike McCarthy an A. Mike McCarthy, if there, Mike McCarthy is one of the only coaches in 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 football who could have handled losing their quarterback and winning the way that they won. You get what I'm saying? Um, so I would give Mike McCarthy an A. Um, other A's, if I had to give a team an A. Um, I would give Philadelphia an A. Um, they they are clicking on all cylinders. Um, I would give Marcus Mariota an A. Um, I'll give Marcus Mariota an A. Um, I would give. I probably would give. Um, I'm trying to think of other A's. Geno Smith and Pete Carroll deserving that um buffalo the whole team deserves an a i would give them an a um the new york jets i would give a b plus just because um of how they changed the culture they're not like at the a level yet but they've changed their culture They're, they're really a threat um lamar jackson I would give a D. In Baltimore's five and three, Lamar Jackson. I would give a D. Um, he is phenomenal when he is running the ball, but Lamar Jackson cannot pinpoint a pass beyond twenty-five yards to save his life. I don't know why. I'm tired of watching him overthrow deep balls. I'm I'm tired. He he cannot throw a ball over twenty-five yards. He got a cannon. He can launch it. But he can't pinpoint it, um, not not consistently at least. So I would give Lamar Jackson a D. And this is a year where he chose to bet on himself, and if he is not having um, the kind of year the, he's not having the bet on yourself kind of year. Um, so I would give him a D. Um, <sighs> ooh, what else? Washington. Washington, I'm giving a B. Okay, explain. The Washington Commodores, I'm giving a B. Three weeks ago, this team was one and four. Now they are 500. Uh, Brian Robinson has came in, and now they got a they got a two headed monster uh, at the running back spot. Um, Terry McLaurin is that is that motherfucking dude. Terry McLaurin is nice as hell. Um, they aren't, they aren't, um, they aren't world beaters or nothing like that. Um, they aren't world beaters or nothing like that, but you know, for what the organization has been going through, which they, they just launched another investigation about some, uh, about inappropriate, uh, I guess money or some shit like that. They just launched another investigation today for Washington. So like everything that Dan Snyder has put this team through, Trading for Carson Wentz and that not working out, but then for Heineke to get to get in the game and get them to one and four, hey, you got to give Washington some credit. Um, three weeks ago, I would have had Washington at an F, but because of how they performed in the last three weeks, them coming out with wins, Heineke find Heineke has earned my respect. I know I joke on Washington a lot. I can't stand them. Heineke has earned my respect. Um, 
you know, he he's a fighter. He ain't never quitting. Um, I, 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 I'm giving, I'm giving Washington a B. Um, what else? New England, they're four and four, just like Washington, but I'm giving them a F. I'm giving them a F. New England has not done anything impressive. They are not good at one thing. They're not good at quarterback. They're not good at running back. They're not good. I didn't say great. I'm saying good. They are not good at quarterback. They are not good at running back. They're not good at offensive line protection. They are not good at the receiver slot. They are not good on defense. The Patriots are just not good. I don't care about the 4-4 four and four record. I'm going off eye test. Um what else? This is a prime example. Detroit is one in six, but I'm willing to give Detroit a C. They're average. They are exactly what I thought they were going to be. Um, I was a lot higher on than you were, but I really just believe that offense. Yeah, I mean, I don't believe in Jared Goff at all, but I mean, they got Swift. They got some pieces. Uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, he's nice. He's kind of like a Sterling Shepard kind of guy when he's healthy and in the game and everything. So Detroit got some pieces. Um, they just ain't put it together yet. I like I like the culture that Dan Campbell is uh starting to like um to is starting to like give Detroit. Um Cincinnati, they're four and four. I'm giving them a F. Mm-hmm. They have not done anything impressive. Nothing. And they also lost games to the Steelers and the Browns. Yeah. Um Chicago, I'm giving them a F. All they do is run the ball. Like, like I, like I can't, I can't. They don't do nothing else good. They don't pass good. They don't block good. They don't rush the passer good. They don't uh, play no type of good defense. They don't cover good. They do nothing good except run the fucking ball. They don't know no good. They don't know no good. (laughs) Don't you know no good? No. Mm -hmm. If you're Chicago. Uh, the Chargers are the Chargers are getting a D from me. Um, the Texans, um, the Texans, I'm giving a D. Um, uh, New Orleans, I'm giving a D. However, Andy Dalton, I'm gonna give a B. Um, yeah. So, yeah, those are those are pretty much my takes about like the midseason report cards and all of that stuff. Oh, uh, the Raiders get an F. Yeah, the Raiders are imploding. Um, just like another team that wears similar colors. We're going to get that in a little bit. <clears throat> Corey, what's your thoughts, man? I like those great. Mike, what did you say you gave the Saints? The Saints, I gave yeah. a D. I think I said D. Okay, Killer, I, I thought said you D. said D. You said D. Yeah, Saint, the Saints, I'm giving oh, okay. a D. But Andy Dalton himself, I'm giving an A. I mean, a B. Oh, okay. I mean, a B. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. Okay. Um, I like those grades. Like, I, like, to me, I echo what Killer Santana in terms of Dallas. Like, I, I'll give Dallas an A just because backup quarterback comes in. You, everybody pretty much expects the, at least this, the first half of the season is going down the tubes. And, and I, I get what you're saying about our run defense. Our run, our run defense is not good, but the fact that we could overcome, you know, our backup quarterback situation, it's like, that's hella impressive. So, like, the Cowboys overall, I have to, I have to stick with an A. But I, I understand your rationale for the B regarding our run defense because, yeah, that does need work. Um, 
anything that I want to add? Let me, uh, ask you, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Yep. Two Cowboy fans, right? Two different opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, did the Cowboys overcome the, uh, the starting quarterback getting hurt? Or did the coaches overcome it? Like, like, understand what I'm saying. Cooper Rush played well. You, 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 you agree? Yeah, for sure. If Dak played the way that Cooper Rush played, would we be saying that there's a quarterback crisis? We'll be saying there's a quarterback crisis? Yes. If Dak played exactly like Cooper Rush? If Dak played exactly like Cooper Rush. Then yeah, during, we was, during the, the there's something. Yeah, then I would say, yeah. Why? Because I expect Dak, I expect better than that, like a better performance. Like Dak is a more enhanced version of what Cooper Rush did. Like what Cooper Rush did, Cooper Rush did enough, like just enough, albeit impressive for a backup quarterback. But I expect Dak to be a little more, or at least I say I expect I expect the offense to look a little more dynamic with Dak at quarterback. Okay, so you rush. so you so you are grading the Cowboys on a curve. Yes. Yeah, you're, for sure. Yeah. Okay, okay. So okay. So you're grading the Cowboys on a curve. Um so my my que- that wasn't even like the question that I was going to ask. What I was going to ask is you said that you would give the Cowboys you, that you're going to give the Cowboys an A because of how, you know, we overcame Dak being hurt and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And I get that. But I would argue that we did not overcome any quarterback play. What we did was what we did was we relied on a defense. Cooper Rush just needed to he just needed to be complimentary. All he needed to do was 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 be Kirk Cousins. Or that's that's mean, not Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is better than Cooper Rush. My bad. All he need all all Cooper Rush needed to be was a Taylor Heineke, but just with with taking less chances though, because Taylor, mm-hmm. Taylor Taylor Heineke or whatever his name is, he'll he'll launch the ball, he'll he'll throw his deep balls. Um, right. But all all we needed Cooper Rush to do is to do the same thing that Heineke is doing. Don't fuck it up. The right. defense is taking the defense is gonna is gonna take everything. We're we're gonna put the weight on the defense. So mm-hmm. did we really overcome any quarterback anything? The quarter the quarterback play, the quarterback play for every game, the quarterback play was just as bad. Well, statistically, statistically, I want to say statistically, not perf- not performance wise, statistically. The the uh, the quarterback play was just as bad as week one against Tampa. It was like in that same wheelhouse. Cooper Rush did just didn't throw anything. He just didn't fuck up. He he didn't like he trusted Noah Brown. Um, when Dak tried to trust Noah Brown in week one, no Noah Brown couldn't catch a cold. You know what I mean? Um, like so did we really overcome anything from the as far as like the quarterback shit. You understand what I'm asking? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get you. I guess what I'm looking at it is looking at it from the standpoint of, okay, that goes down immediately. Everybody is saying, okay, 
Cowboys ain't going to do nothing. Season. Yeah, right. And I guess what I am impressed by is the fact because because like you're right, like week one, just from the from the quarterback performance, the t- all that, like it was just bad. Like that was a bad game for that, right? Yep. And so I feel like going into week two and the subsequent weeks, it was like okay, yeah, we got Cooper Rush. You know, Cooper Rush can win us a game. Like he won us a game in Minnesota just last year. So it's it's not that. We can't win a game with Cooper Rush, but could we sustain uh, a win? Could we could we have wins, multiple wins in this time that Dak is gone? And for me, it's like I feel like when the quarterback, when the starting quarterback goes down, everybody else's senses go up because it's like, okay, the starter, the starting quarterback is gone. I gotta make sure I am in the right spots at all times for this quarterback. I gotta make sure I do my assignments. I got to do my job week in and week out. I had there's no room for error here. And I feel like we the team, like I know what you're saying like from a coaching standpoint, yes, Mike McCarthy did an excellent job of managing that. Kellen Moore, like we've we've given a lot of grief to Kellen Moore. I think Kellen Moore did very well in managing the play calling and managing the playbook for Cooper Rush, sticking just strictly in his wheelhouse. And you're right. We put Heavy emphasis on the defense. Like, the defense, y'all got to carry us if we're going to win. And Cooper Rush, just stay within these confines. Like, I, I completely agree with all of what you just said. Mm-hmm. My thing is, though, why it's so impressive to me is because in any quarterback situation, anytime your starter goes down, everybody says, well, there goes their season. Oh, there goes that team. Like, and the fact that we were able to, like, even have, like, a little mini winning streak with this formula it's like yo that's very impressive because that to me that doesn't happen with teams often mm-hmm. like it rarely happens that your backup can come in that you know the backup is lesser than the starter that your backup can come in and y'all still you you may not win games the the, the way you normally would or the way you might prefer to but you're able to say okay this is the situation we're in defense we need y'all to carry us offense hey Noah Brown, you need to step up. CD, you need to step. Z, you know, everybody has to step up because we know we got a backup quarterback. But and did, you know, but, but did CD step up? CD didn't step up the way the way Noah I Brown think did. He should, oh, the way he has that. Right now, CD had that one. What was that? What was that game? He, oh, it was the Giants when we beat the Giants. Where remember he had pass. that big drop, right? But then he came back the next drive. What was the same drive? I forget. Down in the corner. Right, but but that whole drive though, like that was the the touchdown was the exclamation point. But that whole drive, that was all CD Lamb. That drive, yes, he made that, play after yes. play that drive. So Absolutely. like that was the one the one game, the one stretch. Like okay, yeah, that's CD that I'm expecting. But I understand what you're saying. But I'm like, just for me, like the fact that our backup quarterback got us this far to where like we're just at the time like a game behind Philadelphia, who was undefeated. That's like yo, that's yeah, yeah, very. Oh, yeah. Overall, that is very impressive. Like, I didn't expect that either. Um, so, I, yeah. so, so that's I, why I guess. No, I, I understand why. I understand why you gave him an A. I just, I just wanted to. I just wanted to see, like, it, I, I essentially, I wanted to see, like, how are you grading? Them? Are you grading them on a curve? Be, are you grading them on a curve because we lost our quarterback? Me, I'm not yes. grading them. I'm not grading them on that curve. Me, I'm like, yeah, we lost our quarterback. That's a fact. We kept getting wins. That's a fact. But if you look at the way we play, we play games too close. 
like because of our our run defense it's like we can't get off the field on third downs and and so like i'm just analyzing the way that we play you know what i mean yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely I am grading on the curve because we lost the quarterback. So yeah, that's so that's why we have a different uh, we're viewing it differently. So but yeah, but yeah, blacks. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with how you how you broke it down though. Yeah, Killer, I gotta come at you though because you gave the Giants an A. What would you have given them? The Giants. The Giants. Mm-hmm. I would give a C plus. Corey, let me ask you a question. Killer, Killer, hold up. Take yourself off mute real quick. Let me, let me ask let me ask both of y'all a question. Are the Titans impressive? Now. Uh, period. Uh, Have the Titans been impressive? Um they've been a they've been a good football team, but I wouldn't go in the way of saying impressive. Yeah, I don't think I would say impressive either. Okay, so you say they were good, they're a good football team. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, are the, yeah they're are a good the football team. Are the Panthers a good football team? No. Are the Bears no. a good football team? No. Are the Packers a good football team? No. Are no. the Jags a good football team? No. No. Are the, no. The, the no. Jags? No, I was uh, no, they're not. Are the Ravens a good football team? They're moderate. So in all of those six wins, they've only beaten a good they've only beaten a good team one time. The Titans, right? The Titans. Okay. Y'all called them good. They've only won. A t- they've only won one game against an opponent that is good or better. The on- the other opponents, because they played three opponents that are good or better. They played the Titans, the Cowboys, the Seahawks. They've lost to both the Cowboys and the Seahawks. The only good team they have beaten all year. Is the Titans, and that was in Week One. They have played nobody. Killer, just for context, mm-hmm. the Giants have scored 163 total points so far this season. The Giants mm-hmm. have given up 157 points. They've scored 163. They've given up 157. All close games. The the Giants the Giants are not as good as what their record says. I don't care what Saquon Barkley says. They have great <laughs> coaching. They have great coaching. Brian Dayball is doing a hell of a job. Uh, I will not take any credit away from him. I will not take any credit away from the season that Saquon is having. But when I look at the Giants and I see that six and two, it is a mask behind. What they actually are. If you have given you have given up almost just as many points as you have gotten, you have essentially you've gotten lucky to come out with the games that you got. They beat the Panthers by a total of three points. The Cowboys beat the Bears by 20. We put up 49 on the Bears. The Giants beat the Bears 20 to 12. The Packers, they beat by five points. The Ravens, they have beat, they beat by four points. The Jaguars, who are two and I think five, they beat by less than a touchdown. 
wait now they got the they got the Texans coming up, then they got the Lions, then they got us again. Here's the here's the thing with the Giants, and we gonna we gonna really see about the Giants. They got us on uh Thanksgiving. Then after the then after us, they got Washington, which they probably gonna win that because it's Washington. But then they gotta play the Eagles twice. They gotta play the Vikings. The Colts, they're probably gonna win. So so they they still can they still are probably gonna win about ten games or so. But like they haven't played nobody. They haven't played nobody. Whereas, because everybody said that they're, they're in NFC East teams. Or everybody say the NFC East, right? So, like, we, we got the same. We They say we essentially play the same teams. The Cowboys play Tom Brady and them Bucks. We play the, the runner-up last year in, in Cincinnati. We play the Super Bowl champions. We played the Giants themselves. Um, you know what I'm saying? And we play and we played the Lions and the Bears and demolished those two teams just for context. So I can't really sit there and say that the Giants are good. I I I, I don't know if you're talking about because their record is what, what it is at six and two, but like them six wins ain't been impressive. Like Killer, you would you you would take where, where does da, where is Daniel Jones where is Daniel Jones in, in in your QB ranking where is he? Uh this season alone, I probably have no higher than eighteen. Okay, you you would agree that Daniel Jones is the third best quarterback in the NFC East, right? Yeah. All right, Saquon is probably is probably the best running back in the NFC East, right? Yeah, I still think it's debatable, but yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I okay. Would you take the Giants wide receivers over anybody the receiving core? Would you take the Giants receiving core over anybody else's receiving core in the division, not the conference, the division? Washington. Nah. Washington, Washington has, a, has a way better. They have a better receiving core than the Giants. The Cowboys got a better receiving core than the Giants. The Eagles got a better receiving core than the Giants. What about the O-line? The Cowboys got a better O-line than the Giants. The Eagles got a better O-line than the Giants. The Giants are not good. They're not good. They just haven't played nobody. So I don't understand why you gave them an A. Hmm. Well, I did it because they definitely exceeded. Remember I told you that exceeding expectation is going to be a serious part of the grade. Okay, okay. That, okay. They, yeah, they seriously exceeded expectations. Because let's be completely honest, when the season started, no one had them beating the Ravens. No one had them beating the Titans. No one had them beating, especially when they were down Green Bay. That's fair. That's fair. That, that because, is absolutely fair. Because those were teams that they played, and when they beat them, they beat them when they were clearly the underdog. That's the, another reason why I have them ranked as high as I do as well. That even in those games that they did come out winning, they were the underdog, and I think in all but the Carolina game, even they were even dogs to 
to Chicago. And there's only one team whose personnel I wouldn't take before I don't take any personnel off of the Giants. And that's them Bears. Core, hey, Core, what would you give the Giants? What grade would you give the Giants? So I actually, I honestly, I fall in the middle between you two. I give them a B because, like, I'm with you, Mike. I don't think the Giants, I don't think six and two is really who they are. But at the same time, to kill this point, I didn't think they'd be six and two eight weeks into the season. Like, I thought the Giants and Washington would just be like just the dirt of the NFC East. Like, I didn't think they'd be anything. So, and plus, also, it's the unknown of Brian Dable. I didn't, I didn't know what type of coach he would be. And, like, they didn't have any pieces outside of Saquon. And Saquon is coming off of injury again. So, you know how he was going to be. So, like, the Giants had a bunch of question marks. And so I have to be fair and say thus far, the coaching job, even with the talent that they do have, what they have done through these first eight weeks is very impressive because – Nobody expected the Giants to be six and two. Oh, now, I don't think anybody thought the NFC East overall would be as good as it's been these first eight weeks. Like everybody called us the NFC least, the worst division in football. Statistically, if you're just going by record, we're the best division in football right now. But the I'm Giants, we, we are the best division in football, period. Period. Well, you know, I mean, the, yeah, the, the, the AFC, what is the, AF, the AFC West. They can kiss my ass. They 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 don't. The AFC West, that 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 division is a huge fucking disappointment. Yeah. The I next agree. the next closest division to the NFC East is the AFC East. Yeah. Yeah. And killer, this is no shade to you, but we're not even going to talk about the AFC North. We are not going to do that, because your that division has been a disappointment. Well, not for you, Killer. I think, Killer. I think you call. I think you said the AFC North wasn't going to be all that, but, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Where's Killer? Is he on mute? Killer, he bro. is on mute. Yeah, bro. I've been running my damn after the yeah, entire time. Get, so. <laughs> I, I see it like you way too damn quiet. Yeah, I was doing it. I, I was dropping some gems too. That's the part that sucks. But no, I, I think correct me if I'm wrong, but you called the AFC North as being you said it wasn't gonna be a good year for the North. Yeah. I said we were gonna be down. Um and that's mainly because the division kinda got away from its roots. Its roots were in running the ball and playing defense. And only one team has done that so far. And they dominated. I believe Cleveland is the best team in this division. As far as, here. as far as how they're playing right now, yes, hey, Sean, I know. I mean, guys, I yes, I know. Baltimore is about to. I still division. give it to the Ravens, but that—that's how bad the division is. Yeah, it's—it's it's that you can understand why I would pick Cleveland. It's crazy, isn't it? Shit, that, yeah, that shit wild. And Deshaun coming back December fourth, so man, yeah, he's he playing. They look like he ain't playing. Well, that's that. I'm just—I'm just saying what they—what they saying. He played in two years. That boy ain't about to be good this year. I'm just saying, bro. I just, yeah, he's gonna need at least. Y'all he's remember, probably gonna need a year and a half. Y'all remember how he looked in the preseason? Yeah, bro. Average at best. Like Shout he out. was terrible in the preseason. But you know, we gonna see. We gonna see. Miles Garrett's still that yeah. dude, though. Yeah, he yeah. is, bro. Yeah. yeah. Salt with a deadly weapon, baby. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why was that bad boy swinging the helmet hard as a motherfucker? Uh, what's oh, the quarterback's name? Uh, for Cleveland? No, uh, for Pittsburgh, who he threw the helmet at. Um, oh, that was Mason Rudolph. Mason uh, Rudolph, Mason that's Rudolph. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mason yeah. Rudolph. So right. we all know what happened yesterday, and we're going to talk about both of these things because they all happened at the same goddamn on time. So it's going to be a mixed topic of NFL and NBA because all of this happened at the same damn time. First thing that came through to my phone, Steve Nash was fired. <laughs> it was all, I was like, oh, why? And then all the NFL trades came in. And I was like, we just fleeced the Bears for a second round draft pick. I thank you very much. Y'all got Washington's cornerback. Yeah, I think we only took that trade for the picks. Yeah, they gave so. us picks too. So I I liked where things went yesterday. Yes, it was fun. But I will say this: the Brooklyn Nets, by far, are the strangest thing in all of sports. Are the well, wait, no, are, are the Brooklyn Nets stranger than the Vegas Raiders? Come on now. Hey, Corey, chime in. Who which is which is stranger? The mm. Nets in basketball or the Raiders in football? Um strangest. Just for this. I might, for the purposes of this, I might have to go the Nets right now. I was leaning there too. I, mean, I think I, I might have to. I would go with the Nets too, but I had to ask the question because the Raiders are fucking strange. Like, like, like the fact that the Raiders are as bad as they are is is beyond me. Hmm. Um. But or not really. Can we touch on one of the Raiders real quick before we get to the Nets? Can I, Can I just yeah. say something about the Raiders real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The Raiders. They are strange when you look at the talent. However, they are not strange when you look at the head coach. Mm-mm. Josh McDaniels, he was a terrible coach in Denver. He's not good unless he is under Bill Belichick. And it, it just, this just proved itself again. Josh McDaniels is going to get fired by the end of the year. I, I really believe that. And he's probably going to go right back to New England. Um, but when you look at the talent the Ra- the, that the Raiders have, it is completely baffling. It's like for all of this, Devontae should have just stayed in Green Bay. Or signed somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Was on the table, too. Okay. But that's all but, I'm going to say about the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a damn good question because I really had to think about that shit real quick. Like, mm-hmm. And the only reason I even picked the Nets is because they should include their coaches. And your star players. I mean, scandals. Scandals. And I don't even think it's more so a scandal. Because when well, I heard yeah. when I heard him explain it, I was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here's a here's a better question. Here's a better question. Why are the Nets the only team in the NBA making headlines? Like literally everybody else. Just waits until the game happens. 
the Nets are the only people. The Nets are in the NBA headlines more than the Cowboys are in the NFL headlines right now. The Nets are Nick and Harlan and Knicks. The 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 Nets. I, I'm confused. Did they swap jerseys? Like the Nets are the Knicks. I sound like Orlando Brown on the internet right now. The Nets are the Knicks. <laughs> the, if, y'all if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, y'all go look up an Orlando Brown interview on YouTube. Bro, them things are comical. Oh, yeah, it's internet gold. But the Nets are the Knicks. And Brock can spit, too. You ever heard him? Heard some of his music? Oh, yeah, oh Orlando Brown can spit. If bro, got, bro got bars, yo. Real quick, commercial break. And I, and they this this dude ain't funding us no money, so I have no reason to I have no reason to lie to y'all. But if y'all haven't heard Orlando Brown's One Night, y'all need to go to YouTube. Y'all need to listen to One Night. That man got bars. I know he was a Disney character, a, a Disney Channel uh little child. Star oh, so that's a Raven, Orlando yeah. Brown. That's a Raven, yeah. Orlando okay. Brown. Hey, gotcha. That he weirdest he weird as hell. But that man got bars. Mm-hmm. Do not sleep on that man's bars. Hey man, he so, cleaned his life up, man. So I, I appreciate it. I appreciate him for that, man. But all right, back to this whole Nets thing. The Nets are the Knicks, and I don't know what the fuck is happening. Um, I don't know how you got Kadi. I said Kadi. I don't know. Kadi. I only got Kadi Irving. I don't know. As a matter of fact, the Nets are so bad, I don't even deserve to say they real damn name. I don't know how you got Kyrie Irving and KD and you having this bad of a year. How Steve Nash get fired six games into the season? Correction, it was seven. seven and, it's weird. and it's weird because it's the same shit LA did when they started off. Remember when they started off 0-4 after they got Nash? Like he's been connected to two bad starts to a season just to get the coach fired. And this time yeah. it was actually his ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have to imagine there's some stuff behind the scenes that we don't know about. It has to go beyond. Maybe, I, I don't know, maybe it, has, it goes beyond like his coaching style or the way maybe he wasn't getting the most out of Ben Simmons, which I, that might be in. Uh, ben Simmons oh didn't get God, the most out of Corey, Ben Simmons. Corey, I was praying. <laughs> look, look. Can we clear something up? The Nets are a dangerous topic on this show. Mm-hmm. And Mike, every time the Nets get brought up, Mike has to, and yes, I'm talking about myself in third person, Mike has to refrain from talking about people. Calling people bands. Calling people bands. But Corey decided <laughs> he wanted to say the name Ben Simmons. And that triggered me. <laughs> and so I'm gonna let you finish your point, Corey. But just know when it's my turn, I might go on a rant. No, it, it was just quick. I was just saying, I don't because I don't know. Like I said, I don't know why they chose Prime. I was just like spitballing. Like maybe they felt like he couldn't get the most out of Ben Simmons, like whatever's left of Ben Simmons. I said that's that's, that's I preface that that might be an impossible situation right now. But I don't know. Like I don't I I don't know the reason. I know. You know, KD and Kyrie said before, as soon as he got job, how they don't need to be coached. They 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 can coach themselves. <laughs> Dude, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, he legitimately should be Giannis right now. He's y'all a better say, passing Giannis. So y'all gonna keep talking about Ben Simmons? <laughs> ben Simmons is. 
No, Ben, it, it, it's got to be you something. Did, you did this. I, I want you to know, you and Corey, y'all did this. What's coming? Y'all did this. All right, I, 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 I got something I, I want to say, and it's about the Nets. Not even Nets. It's about the Sixers. And what they do to point guards that they draft. Because Eric Snow couldn't shoot. Ben Simmons couldn't shoot. And um, what's the other boy? It was Ben Simmons who couldn't shoot. Michael Carter Williams. Snow couldn't shoot. Michael Carter Williams couldn't shoot. And Michael Carter Williams was supposed to be nasty. Oh man, I'm trying to remember who the fuck this guy plays for. But they're terrible. At drafting point guard. Oh, and, and Markel Fultz when he was there. There's Markel the other boy. Fultz, yep. Markel Fultz, yep. Uh, he's just now getting his jump shot back. I don't know what it is in the water in Philadelphia that makes a point guard say, yo, this shooting shit? Fuck it. Like, you, don't I, consider, I, you don't consider Maxi a point guard? Well, he is now, yeah, but he wasn't, like, drafted to be that guy. Keep in mind, the guys I call. Were guys who were drafted to be that guy outside of maybe Eric Snow. Oh, yeah, 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 facts. But when you drafted Markel Fultz number one overall, there's no way in hell you want to sit here saying, yeah, you know, he's going to be the future of this team. I mean, we all knew what they were doing, but... That draft was so damn bad. It was. You think it was as bad as the 2001 draft? Uh, Who was in 2001 draft? That's the Pau Gasol... Um, Shane Battier, uh, Juan May Brown. The fact that they got Pau Gasol and he's going to the Hall of Fame, I'm going to say that this this draft, the, the Lonzo draft class was worse. Yeah, there was no one who really stood out in that draft class. A draft full of role players. Yeah, um... All right, man. Killer, you done with the Nets? I am, but I know you're not. All right. Huh. Let me. Steve Nash getting fired. Let me just say, Steve Nash getting fired was a your uh, a blessing for Steve Nash. This is no longer a mess. He got to clean up. He can go back to his house. Uh, he can go back to his house in Canada where he's from, and he can go back to coaching soccer players in the off season or something. Like Steve Nash ain't no longer got to deal with Kyrie ass, and he ain't got to deal with KD ass. He ain't got to deal with none of them. Um. Steve Nash should not have gotten the job in the first place. Um, Kyrie Irving. He only needs to sign one-year deals from now on. If I'm a team, I'm not offering them a multi-year deal at all, ever again. Um, he weird as hell. I know there was some anti-Semitic comments he made or whatever. Do y'all know anything about that? Can somebody break that down to me as far as like what that shit was about? I don't even know what the fuck happened. He uh, posted a, a video from Alex Jones years ago and Alex Jones is known to spread anti-Semitic rhetoric. And so that's that's where that came from. He shared he shared that. So. Okay. Um, so yeah. 
Kyrie, so Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie is one. Of, it, it was about black people. Was it about black people being the chosen people or some or some shit like that? Yeah, and it kind of bled into the whole we're the original Jews thing. Yeah, yeah, so, that's, okay, that's yeah. right. I heard. Yeah, he, he, some, some about, some about Jewish shit or something. Let me just, let me just tell y'all right now. Let me just tell y'all right now for everybody who's listening. Um, Kyrie Irving is one of them dudes who's too smart for his own good. So like, he knows, he knows a lot of shit, but like, because he know a lot of shit, he the type of dude to uh take the shit that he know and he just applies it in a completely dumbfounded way. Um, uh, yeah. Those type of those type of people are the most dangerous people in the world because it's like they're so far out there you don't know what the hell they're thinking. Um, but but yeah, so yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie, uh, I, I, yeah. Kyrie. So they got a hotep in Kyrie. Um, and then KD, I like, has he done anything? No. Like outside of outside of what he did with LeBron, nothing whatsoever. I have not heard. I have not heard of KD doing anything great so far this season. Like he's playing, he's scoring. They're still losing, and everybody is talking about. I saw an article that came out on on Yahoo Sports saying that the the Nets should do right by KD. And and uh, trade him somewhere where he can be maximized. Let me tell whoever wrote that Yahoo article something real quick. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna try not to go on the KD rant. I swear, Mike, 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 do not go on the KD rant. Recognize that you have a problem with KD. Not going to rant. All right, I'm gonna try not to go on the rant. So let me address the person who wrote that that Yahoo article. Right. No, the fuck. The Nets do not need to trade KD. No, they don't. They didn't want to coach. They believed that they didn't want to coach. They believed that they didn't need a coach. They signed off. When I say they, I'm talking about KD and Kyrie. They signed off on Steve Nash being the coach, saying that they didn't need a strict head coach. They needed a guy who could just, like, manage the personalities, but they didn't need a coach. They could just go in and play the game. Um, KD made this fucking mess. The same way LeBron made the mess in LA, KD made this fucking mess. He chose to partner up Kyrie Irving, who is who you cannot depend on and you ain't been able to depend on him ever since he hit that game winning shot over Steph Curry to win Cleveland its first ring. You ain't never been able to depend on Kyrie Irving ever since that moment. KD chose to align himself with Kyrie Irving. He's the one who decided to sign the extension that he signed. He does not need to be traded. If KD is so great, he should not have to go to a team in order to be maximized. If KD is so great, he should be able to play maximized basketball wherever he is at. He should be able to be the leader and to lead a winning culture and to lead a winning team to where it needs to go if KD is that great. I'm not trying to hear about KD being better than LeBron ever again. I'm not trying to hear about KD in uh, in in anything outside of one of the greatest scores. I'm not even trying to hear KD is one of the greatest players ever. He's one of the greatest scores, and that's it. That is it. I'll never want to hear nothing 
about KD so great. If he needs to go to another team to be to play maximized basketball, if he has to go to another team to maximize his skill level, he should not be considered a superstar in this league. Kyrie Irving, I'm not talking about Kyrie Irving. I'm just not. That's a, that's a whole rabbit hole. I'm not willing to go. Um. So. Yeah, Steve Nash should be grateful that he got fired. I hope he asked to be fired because I, if I was him, I would have quit a long time ago. I'm just being honest with you. Killer, that's all I got. See, that wasn't that bad. Killer on mute talking to himself again. Mm. That was good, Bayer. That was that was good. By Mike Sanders, that was that was that was that was all right, bro. Proud of you. Hey, look, I look, I'm I'm growing. I'm growing. You know what I'm saying? I'm growing. Um, what you call it? Like, I also want to I do <coughs> damn, my bad. Cough came up. Um, I do want to give Katie some credit though, because Katie did pass. Um, he did uh climb the all-time scoring list for everybody mm-hmm. that knows me. My favorite player, my favorite basketball player ever is who, Corey? Michael Jordan? No. Oh, no. damn. So how do no. I know you, bro? When I say the name, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Most is it Vince people- Carter? Yes. Okay. My- <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say, you know me better than that. Come on. Um, my favorite player, my favorite player, my favorite team is Chicago because of Jordan, but my favorite player is Vincent Lamar Carter. Vince Carter was number 19 on the all-time scoring list. He was knocked down to number 20 because Kevin Durant has passed Vince Carter on the all-time scoring list. Um, Is Killer... Killer, are you back? Apparently not. Um, Okay, so... Corey, I don't know what when I saw that Katie passed um when I saw that Katie passed Vince Carter on the all-time scoring list, I wasn't mm-hmm. really surprised. I wasn't really like it, it wasn't like a damn, that's awesome, Katie, because I kind of <clears> expected <throat> it. It was mm-hmm. more of a it re, it was more of something that reminded me of how great Vince Carter was. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, cause you expect KD to like end up top ten all time scoring. Like, he's a scorer. That's what he does. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, for sure. But when I saw that he passed Vince, I was like, damn, Vince was that high. Vince is top twenty all time. Yeah, that's scoring. crazy. Like, like yeah. Vince is my favorite player, and I didn't even like realize that. So like, it really just reminded me of how great insanity was. You know what I'm saying? It, it is amazing. Like, when I think of Vince Carter, like, I think of dunks, I think of Nike shocks. Like, yeah. I don't even think of, like, scoring, scoring, but, like, when you said it, like, dang, I didn't, I didn't even know Vince Carter was that high on the scoring list. Because I don't, I don't, I just don't think of, I, I think of, like, moments, like, big dunking moments with Vince Carter. So, yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's wild. That's wild. What you think about uh the, uh, the Nets talking about, like, or the Nets aren't talking about it, but people talking about the Nets should trade KD. I think I, I I get it from this time. Like, so I understand like just in, in in terms of like catering to KD and not wanting to you know cater because of all the other stuff that's gone with around the KD and Kyrie situation. But I do get it from this standpoint. If I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I know KD 
and Kyrie for that matter. They're not going to resign with us. So from that standpoint, I'm like, okay, you you all on court, off court, behind the scenes, however you want to put it. This whole this team up has not worked. It just has not worked, right? So I'm like, okay. Since I I, I believe y'all are gonna y'all are gonna stay here, and it's probably not in our best interest for us to for for us to resign you anyway. Then I might look into like, okay, let's see, let's see what we can get for KD. Like, let now Kyrie. That's a that's a iffy. I don't even know if anybody wants to touch that, especially right now. But KD is like, okay. If I'm Brooklyn, I think I would entertain it. I, I would at least be willing to have a conversation with a team, um, a, a team that thinks they're a one player away from being a, a championship contender, or, or a team that feels like that they may be that they may be a, a playoff contender, but that can put them over the top. I would I'll be willing to have a conversation because, like, if I'm Brooklyn, I'm pretty sure he's not going to stay here anyway. So I mean, let me see no if choice. I can get choice for no what. Choice. KD doesn't have a choice. He has to stay in Brooklyn. He has no choice. No, but no, what I'm saying is, like, isn't this his last year on his deal? No, KD has this year plus plus three more years. Oh, oh, that's right, because he did he did he, some, he oh, signed, he that's signed right. that extension. He signed a five year oh, yeah, extension. Yeah, yeah. He signed a five year extension last year, and so this is year one of that extension. That's right. So, so he so this so this, so he has this year and three more years after this year. Okay, so I, okay, so that's, that's right. Okay. So okay, now it's like in that sense, then no, I wouldn't trade KD. Yeah, that's that, uh, that's that's why I said it. I'm like, yo, he has to be there no matter what. He KD is still a player that you can build around. And as far as right now in the moment, Kevin Durant helped make this mess. He helped create it, so he got to play with it. Yeah, like I would be more willing to. Keep KD. I would move off Kyrie somehow, however you can do it, and say, okay, KD. Like, listen, we are. You you showed your loyalty to the, to the organization. You signed your five year deal. Okay, tell us what you want. What can we? How can we? What do you need around you? Like, let us let's let's be partners in this whole thing, so we, we can make this a try to make this a championship organization. So that that would be my approach anyway. Because like I said five year deal is the first five year deal, and yeah, let's let's try to let's try to make this work. Let's salvage this moving forward, and let's try to build a championship contender. So yeah, now, that's what now, I would do. Now, I, now I agree with you about the Nets making a trade, but the person that I would trade, I'm trading Ben Simmons. Now, who won him? That's a different story. Ugh. Yeah, but I'm trading Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is scared to be aggressive because he ain't trying to go to the free throw line. I'm sorry. If you if you can't play basketball the way that it's meant to be played, I have no use for you. Yeah, and Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, you know, standing in front of the mic the other day talking about, we've been too hard on Ben Simmons. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. I'm sorry Ben Simmons did this to himself. Ben Simmons is the one who sat up there and told Doc Rivers he was offended because Doc Rivers told him to work on his jump shot. That, that Ben yeah. Simmons is the one who did that. I like, I'm not taking anything easy on Ben Simmons. You get paid $40 million 
or however much. I think it's forty million. You get paid forty million dollars to to play basketball. Things that I would that I do in my free time for free. You get paid to play basketball. That's all you got to do. You ain't got no nine to five or none of that. And you're talking about you don't want to work on your game. You don't want to do the shit that I do for fun. And you get paid to do it. Yeah, dog. I have no sympathy for you at all, at all. So I would try to trade Ben Simmons to the Harlem Globetrotters or something. Like I, I would. I don't know who won them. But I would try to trade Ben Simmons, and I would also try to trade Kyrie because Kyrie is a free agent after this year. So that's yeah, what Kyrie. I would. Yeah, I agree. And like the, the the Ben Simmons thing, it's obviously it's it's mental, right? Like it's it's whatever's going on, it's all mental. Like even even before all of this, just the shooting aspect when when he was still like, you know, in the top five defense and all that's doing his stuff. They're like even like shooting, like you would. See, we would see videos like every offseason of him shooting in the gym, right? But it just never translated to to the games. And so it's like, I don't know what team he has around him and how they've gone about, you know, rehabilitating him or whatnot. But like, if I'm if I'm even considering Ben Simmons, it's like, okay, we need to know every single thing that you're doing. What have you been doing? What are you trying to do? Because it's like it's because because you're right it's like when you watch the nets especially on offense it's like you're basically playing four on five and you like not even like being right under the basket is not even looking at the basket just really just looking to pass and it's like i i need you to be useful on that and like i don't like even forget the shooting just like to go to the hole like be the, the ben simmons in philly like the but fact, the fact that and I don't, I don't know if you saw this the other day, but the fact that on a fast break, you are right at the basket, Kyrie Irving has to yell during the game, Ben, shoot it. The mm-hmm. fact that Kyrie has to yell that to you during the game and you still pass the ball, I don't even, I don't even know if that's mental. I think that is just, he's just scared. I think he is scared of criticism. I think he is scared of criticism. Mental is something like you having a mental block, like you got the yips, like like how they do in baseball. Like you're trying to, like you're trying to pitch the ball and throw strikes, but for some right. reason you can't get it right. Ben Simmons ain't even trying to shoot. I think it's yeah. I, like, I don't, I don't even know if it's mental. I think the he is just scared of people of people laughing at the fact that he can't make jump shots. Yeah, that that might be it. But so, but here's here's yeah. the thing though. Here's the thing though. Mm-hmm. Ben, I don't think Ben Simmons would have that problem if he got traded to a team like Portland, because in Portland they got shooters already. Anthony mm-hmm. Simons can jack it. Uh, Dane, Dane, you know everybody knows when Dane time hit. You know what I'm saying. Right. Ben Simmons wouldn't be asked to do nothing except bring the ball down and facilitate. And mm-hmm. Portland got a more stable roster than Brooklyn. Like with Brooklyn's roster, it goes KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, and then everybody falls off. It's like the rest. It's like everybody else is just like terrible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. Portland, Portland actually got some pieces in place. Like Portland got Dane, they got Simons, they got Josh Hart, they got um, Nurkic. You know what I'm saying? Like they got pieces in place where Ben Simmons, he ain't got to do a lot except facilitate to Simons and Dane 
and then play defense. That's all he got to do. Nobody is mad at Ben Simmons scoring seven and getting 10 boards and 11 assists if Dame got 30 and Simons got 25 and Josh Hart got 12 and Nurkic got 17 and 10. Like, like nobody's picking on Ben Simmons then. You know what I'm saying? But Ben Simmons need to get the fuck out of New York. He need. That, that New York media, that is not Ben Simmons is not built for that. Yeah. If, if he gonna be scared to play basketball like the way that he needs to, he don't need to be in New York. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, Killer, you back yet? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I was like, damn, yo. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I don't know how much you heard. If you want to chime in on whether the Nets should trade. KD, or we started talking about Ben Simmons or whatever. I don't know about how much you heard, but hey. Yeah. Um, I really need to go ahead and just uh, Jesus Christ. See what you can get for um for Ben Simmons, which ain't going to be much. And just round what you got from there. See what you can get for a player who makes who does not make you better because he's there. I think Ben Simmons would make a team like Portland better. Yeah, a team like Portland. Ben Simmons, not a ben team, Simmons could go. Not ben a team Simmons, like this. Hell no. But Ben Simmons could go to. Ben Simmons could go to Chicago. We don't need Ben Simmons to score. Ben Simmons could go to Portland. Ben Simmons could go. Ben Simmons would work. Well, no, he wouldn't. I take it back. I take it back. I was gonna say the Lakers, but I was thinking I was, but he can't shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't. That shoot. just makes things a whole lot worse. But, but the Lakers, but the Lakers, they also have point guard problems where like they don't have a facilitator, like somebody who can like set up an offense. And Ben Simmons can do that. Um, he but he still can't shoot. I still so you know the Lakers would not know. Um, Ben Simmons could go to. Uh. Ben Simmons could go somewhere like Dallas because Luca and Tim Hardaway Jr. and them boys can score like like he Ben Simmons wouldn't be asked to do a lot, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But in Brooklyn, like even even though you got KD and Kyrie, if you don't score, that New York media coming after your ass, and you got to be mentally strong to deal with that and mentally. And strong are not two words I'm associating with Ben Simmons. Or anyone who plays basketball for the Nets. Yeah, facts. I don't even know 13 of y'all, but it just sucks to be you. Yeah. That sounds horrible, but until it stops being true, I'm gonna keep saying it. Hey man, I'm waiting. I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for this uh for this interesting discussion we got coming up, though, uh, I, this is yeah. gonna be this this is gonna be fun. I think Corey was waiting on this too. This this one gonna be fun. yeah. You know what? If Corey's cool with it, we can't just jump right into it. Yeah. What would you like to? All right. So last week we ordered um all thirty NFL teams, NBA teams. NBA teams, yeah, all 30 NBA teams. That's my fault. This week, we are going to be ranking all 32 NFL teams. All time. And all time. 
Now, when I say this was hard as hell. Yes. Yes, it was. Because even Team 30 is still more relevant than the Washington Wizards. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hey, Nello, that's a shot at you. He did that on purpose. How you doing, sir? Um, <laughs> but you see what I mean, though. Like, I mean, if you if, was... if, if you took the Wizards out of the NBA, no one would seriously give a shit. And the only franchise I can really think of <laughs> that lines up the exact same way is the Jacksonville Jaguars coming in dead last. <laughs> <laughs> Like yo, hold up, man. So you got Jacksonville at number thirty. Jacksonville at thirty, yes. Y'all don't realize there's more than thirty teams. Hold up. Yeah, it's more than thirty. Thirty-two, 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 thirty-two. You got Jacksonville number thirty-two. Jacksonville number thirty-two. All right. See, this is where shit get get difficult. How does it get difficult at thirty-one, killer? Because too many teams can occupy one slot. You feel me? Okay. And it, and it made it really, really difficult. See, see, I'm going I'm to I'm tell you, what made this hard, what made, so ranking all of the NFL teams, all, ranking all of the NFL franchises, what makes it hard is that whether people believe it or not, there are so many bad teams when you look at the franchise all time. So, like, when you look at the franchise over the course of history, mm-hmm. like, there are so many bad teams. I'm going to go Houston Texans at 31. Okay. Mm-hmm. Houston Texans 31. And 30... I was stuck between the Cardinals and the Panthers. Jesus. <clears throat> this is gonna be I'm so put, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put the Cardinals at at um at thirty Jesus. and the Panthers right behind him at twenty nine. Because if for the Panthers it's either they are good enough to make the Super Bowl and they do and then they lose or they suck. There's never been middle ground with them. Mm-hmm. They're either a Super Bowl contender or trash. Don't do your fan base like that. And now what's crazy is that me and Corey actually talked about this, how hard it was to rank like that middle group. And I seriously believe it starts at 28. What? The middle? Yeah, like as far as where it gets difficult to rank. Okay, I ain't because think, I ain't think twenty eight was difficult, but I because at twenty eight I actually went Atlanta, but there there are teams that you would think you would see there before you get to an Atlanta Falcons. That you would think you would see Lions, you think you would see Browns. <laughs> now, actually, those teams are a lot higher than what you would think. As far as ranking them all the time, 
because I'm not just taking winning into us into account. Right. Because there are some teams that matter more that suck. So who's twenty seven? Sucking. And this is only because they've only really been good recently. The New Orleans Saints. Okay. I struggled with them too. Because outside of they only had, they only had one error. Yeah, outside of the Drew Brees error. Keep in mind, Archie Manning held all their <laughs> franchise like quarterback stat stuff, and that, that's that's terrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like Michael Jordan get fought away. Stop. Get some help. Like that's <laughs> like that's what I think of when I think about the the New Orleans Saints. Okay. And oddly enough, the Buccaneers are right by them. They're the same damn franchise. They're just having to win the Super Bowl when they get there. Um. Next up, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with the, uh, Jesus Christ, this is so bad. The Tennessee Titans. At what number? 26? At 26. Okay. Change at 26. 27. 25. Yeah, 25. Good God. 25. I can go with the Rams at 25. The Rams at 25. Fuck. Okay. Mhm. Oh yeah, we gotta we gotta get you to one. Yeah. <laughs> then I got the pay. Yeah. Then I got the because it's it's hard to write. Then I said this is hard for me. All right. Yeah. All right. But yeah. All right. Just, let's go. Let's get you to one because I got this questions. hard for me. Then I got the Lions. What number is you on? Twenty four. This is twenty four. Lions, Lions at twenty four. All right. Then I have did the you, Bengals. Did you write these down? I did. Okay. I got the Bengals. And then I got the Dolphins and the Jets. Dolphins at 22? Mm-hmm. Jets at 21. Okay. So those are your bottom 10? Yeah. Or bottom 11? Yeah, bottom 11. After that, I got the Chargers. At 20. At 20. All right. At 19, I got the Seahawks. There's absolutely no way that the Seahawks franchise is greater than the Rams. There is. No way in hell. There is. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get you the one. We gotta we gotta talk about this. Hold on. we mm-hmm. gotta wait, wait a minute. This is so fun, bro. All this is gonna be so totally different. This is amazing. Yeah. It's gonna be amazing content, bro. Yeah, and, and then I got the Vikings. What number are you on? Seventeen. Okay. The Vikings. The Vikings. Number sixteen. <clears throat> Most relevant franchise of all time. Cleveland Browns. Okay. 
And that is strictly because of the fan base. And this is number 15. I actually got the Colts. And it's they're a weird franchise too. After that, I got the Raiders. At was it 14 with the Raiders? Mm-hmm. 13, I had the New York Giants. 12, I got the Washington football team, commodes, commanders, Redskins. Uh, whatever else they were called. That's all of them. And at eleven, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Not Baltimore Ravens. I got the um. Oh, who are they? The um Minnesota Vikings. No, does that have Minnesota? At are you? You're not looking at the list that you wrote. Nah, because Josiah got to it. Oh, so okay. The- yeah, top of Understand. Yeah. I love my son, my entire beating heart. Um yeah, I haven't said anything about the Minnesota Vikings yet. And Minnesota Vikings at eleven. Now the top ten is clearly what it is. Philadelphia Eagles at ten, and the only reason they're up that high is because they're rivals with the Dallas Cowboys. Shit. Well then. <laughs> well then. The only reason why the entire division is anywhere in the top 15 historically is because they are rivals with the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys make those franchises relevant. Jesus Christ. Shots fired. Okay. But it's true. Hey, look, it's your it's your list. We're going to get it's to it. It's true. We gonna it get is true. We're going to get to your list. Don't worry. Hurry up and oh. get the one. Let's hurry up and get the one. Number nine is the Chiefs. Chiefs at nine. At eight, the Buffalo Bills. Sometimes you can just lose your way into relevance. And I have the Green Bay Packers at seven. The San Francisco 49ers are not behind the Baltimore Ravens. At seven, number six, the 49ers. Number five is the New England Patriots. Number four is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I know. Four. Number three is the San Francisco 49ers. You listed them already. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Niners. Three things. I mean, I wrote them down twice. Damn, I wrote them down twice. Who's number one and number two? Number one and number two. Number one is the Dallas Cowboys. And number two was the um was the Green Bay Packers. You listed the Packers already. Man, who the f- why is this list looking like this? All right, hold on. Okay, so Corey. Yeah. Um, do you got questions for Killer like I do? 
Uh, all I'm gonna say is this is hard. Like, like this is it was hard for me to compile my rankings too. But uh, I guess, Killer, like, what was your what was your what was your personal criteria? Right. What was the ranking? criteria? Yeah. That, that's what yeah, I'm gonna ask. Yeah, because y'all y'all know I grade differently than y'all do. <clears throat> I went off of player recognition, fan base, and media attention had a lot to do with it as well because that does matter. Um, how often is your name on someone's tongue? Because sometimes you can be the the worst team in the world but be more relevant than the second place team in your division, i.e. a team like the Detroit Lions. One of the most relevant bad football teams of all time. You did not list. That's where the Lions were. The Lions were were the um were right. They were right before us. This it was still as three lions four. Yeah, it was still still as three lions four. And the only reason why I even had the lions that high is because they've had more memorable seasons being a bad franchise than any other team really has being a good one. Okay, so yeah, you 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 graded this. You 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 ranked this like a dyslexic person. God <laughs> no, damn. No, no, I ranked it because I had fun with it while it was still difficult. Because I really thought about yeah. it like. Okay, yeah, maybe these teams have seen more success. But are they really more important to the fabric of the league than this team? Like if you in like, what if the t- world, like 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 like, like honestly, like if if certain if, if some NFL teams just went poof, would you really give a shit? Here's the thing. In what world mm-hmm. have the Vikings done more than the Rams? In what world? All right, because we actually talked about this before, and the Rams are also a team. Uh, they've had you can't really say two good eras. They had one era, and then they're what they are right now. What have but the Vikings go, but, had? When you go back and look over the course of the Purple People Eaters, they were one of the better teams in the NFL during that time they as didn't well. Win nothing. Like I said, sometimes it's just about being relevant. The Rams are more relevant than the Vikings. For long periods of time. The Rams are literally more relevant than the Vikings. Greatest show on turf only lasted like three years. But How long long were the Vikings one of the best teams in that that conference? From 99 until like what? When did did Randy leave? 05? Something like that. Oh, wait. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I just in the Chris Carter years before that, I, I just, in the AP years, in the Fran Tarkenton years, way back in the day, this is a, this is a franchise that was winning at a high clip. Yeah, I told Kill this for sure. Like the Vikings were interesting because like I didn't realize just how successful, like how good of an organization overall they've been throughout the course of NFL history. So yeah. like the but the fact yeah. that the fact that he mentioned Fran Tarkin and that was the pre-modern era of football. <laughs> like what the fuck? No, are I'm, you I'm just about? saying. I'm just saying. I can't just put more weight on one particular era when you're talking about what it means to the entire scope of the game. If that's the case, then throw can, out every Super Bowl tell, before ten. I can tell the story of football without the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings do not have to exist. When telling the story of the NFL. The only reason why the Minnesota Vikings would exist 
when you're telling the story. Like like when I when I when I say that, picture you sitting your grandson down and you talking about the history of football in the NFL. The Minnesota Vikings, what are you gonna say about them? The only thing anybody is ever gonna say about the Minnesota Vikings is that they made a trade with the Dallas Cowboys where they were able to get Herschel Walker. You know what you'll also say about the Minnesota Vikings? In terms of all of our rankings, they're number three in terms of teams that, that make the playoffs. Like their all-time playoff appearances, they're number third in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that, so that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like when I was, talking, I was like, the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings, when you look at their history, they are not a bad organization. Like they have mm-hmm. been, they are a consistently, like albeit they've never won a Super Bowl, but they are far better off than a lot of teams, and if you look at it historically there, the Vikings are far better off and far more important to the game than a lot of teams. So, yeah. Okay, I got to get so, some respect to so, the Vikings. So, Corey, what was your criteria? My criteria was success, star players, like define, superstar player Hall of Fame. Are you talking about, like, winning games? No, I'm talking about playoff appearances, Super Bowls, getting okay. to a Super Bowl, like, things like that. That's why okay. I define success. Culture. Fan base, which was hard because some of this is you, I just couldn't know like what the fan base is like with some of these teams, um, like important figures to the game, things like that. So, okay. So you gonna run off my? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right. Thirty-two to thirty-one. Thirty-two. I got the Houston Texans. Thirty-one. I got the Jags. Thirty. I got the Carolina Panthers. Twenty-nine. I got the Arizona Cardinals. Twenty-eight. I got the Lions. 27, I got the Chargers. 26, I got the Cleveland Browns. 25, I got the Bengals. 24, I got the Jets. 23, I got the Falcons. 22, I have the Saints. 21, I have Washington. 20, I have the Titans. 19, I have the Bucks. 18, I have the Seahawks. 17, I have the Bears. 16, I have the Dolphins. 15, I have the Bills. 14, I have the Eagles. 13, I have the Chiefs. 12, I have the Vikings. 11, I have the Ravens. 10, I have the Giants. 9, I have the Rams. 8, I have the Colts. 7, I have the Broncos. 6, I have the Raiders. 5, I have the Packers. 4, 49ers, three Patriots, two Steelers, one Cowboys. Why are the Colts so high? The Colts, so they had 24 playoff appearances, two Super Bowl appearances, one, two, lost two. Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Johnny Unitas of yesteryear. And the Colts are one of those traditional NFL franchises that They've consistently been in the conversation of of way of, of being like I said making playoffs and in the conversation of title con- title contention. Not recently, but like over the course of years. Outside of so the Peyton Manning era, when else when when else did that happen? Unitas. That was that. Uh, that was I mean, that was, that was pre modern era though. Okay, well, had okay, so I'll say, both of y'all was talking at the same time. What'd I say? Said Harbaugh. Said they had Harbaugh. I was just gonna let Killer just I'll sit that. But I'll say two important figures in NFL history played for the Colts, Unitas and Peyton. 
So that's why I got the Colts so high. Okay. All right. All right. Y'all about to rip my y'all about to rip my list. Y'all y'all about to rip it. Uh, first of all, I, my criteria is the same as it was for the NBA: fan base, culture, winning, historical relevance, signature players. All five of those things made up my uh, criteria. All five of them are measured evenly at twenty five at twenty uh, percent apiece. So fan base twenty percent, culture twenty percent, winning twenty percent, historical relevance twenty percent, signature players twenty percent. Here is my list. Thirty two. Let's get to it. The Cleveland Browns. Thirty one. The Detroit so Lions. Thirty. The Texans. <laughs> 29, the Jags, 28, the Bengals. We're going to get them five franchises who ain't really done shit for the NFL. We're going to get them out the way. Uh, I know, I know, Killer, I heard you mumble something. What, you about to say something about Jim Brown playing for the Browns or something? Nah, I really don't give a shit about that. Okay, what you about, what was you about to say about them five? Uh, I'm interested to see how the rest of this list shapes out. I mean, I kind of figured just by knowing you that that would be the bottom five. Yeah, the Browns, the Lions, the Texans, the Jags, the Bengals. Okay, that's twenty-eight. To th- that's uh, thirty-two to twenty-eight. All right, at twenty-seven. I got the Carolina Panthers at twenty-six. I got the Tennessee Titans at twenty-five. I got the New Orleans Saints at twenty-four. I got the Minnesota Vikings at twenty-three. I got the Chargers twenty-two. I got the Dolphins twenty-one. I have the Indianapolis Colts, and at twenty, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. Any questions? Yes. Um. You go back and say where you had the Chargers ahead of the Vikings, and I want to know the reasoning for that. Chargers are 23, Vikings are 24. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Chargers are way higher. Yeah. Why do you have Minnesota that low? They haven't done anything. You have them behind they... Arizona. Yes. I, 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 yes, how? I do. How, I do Michael? How do, I, how do I have the, the Vikings behind Arizona? Are you serious? Yes, I, I'm. I'm the series is a fat man's heart attack. Yes, Arizona How? has Arizona has one of the greatest cornerbacks of all time. They have one of the they have one of the greatest wide receivers. They have one of the greatest wide receivers of all. They have Arizona has a top five all time wide receiver in fits. Um, Arizona, Arizona, Minnesota um, don't have Randy Moss. Minnesota, Minnesota only had Randy Moss and Herschel. Yeah, Chris Carter too. Chris Carter. John Randall. Who? John Randall. One of the best pass rushes of all time. He's the top 10 sacks. Yeah. I can tell the story of the the NFL without the Minnesota Vikings. That's all. They have no, they have no historical relevance. They have no, just like the Chargers. They have no historical relevance. Mm -hmm. There's, there's like the, the only historical relevance that I see Minnesota having is again the Herschel Walker trade and uh, Randy Moss and Randy, and Randy Moss and Randy Moss allowing Dante Call Pepper to roll. I don't know, man. Four Super Bowl <laughs> appearances, thirty playoff appearances. I don't know, man. I think you gotta. I mean, they That's... got so so they got the winning. So look at the criteria. Everything is 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 even. They got the winning. What the fuck is mm-hmm. the Vikings culture? What is their culture like? When you see the Minnesota Vikings, you see a winning culture. When you think about the Minnesota Vikings, you think about a winning culture. I think that's a little bit of a different way to look at it, seeing as though we're talking to two Cowboy fans and a Steeler fan. 
two of the winningest franchises, actually the two winningest franchises okay. in all of football. Okay. So our okay. standards of how we look at winning is a little bit different. Okay. Hist- when you see the Minnesota Vikings or the Chargers, y'all see historical relevance. Really? I do more so in Minnesota's case. I'm not talking about no case. Killer. <laughs> nah, I, I'm, I'm saying in general, I see more on Minnesota's case than I do for the teams that you have ahead of them right now. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, when I think of Minnesota, it's not that I think they're like some juggernaut, but I, I, I can't recall the times like in terms of my lifetime where like I just said, man, the Vikings just suck. Man, the Vikings, they're a terrible organization. Like, I can't we say that. We said that, that like, last year. No, but that's one year. I mean, no, like, we didn't God. say they sucked every single year Shit. coming in every single year for the last, I would say probably five to six years. We always said, Hey, look, they're a player away. They're a couple of moves away. It didn't know that they were a player leaving green Bay away and a couple of players not re-signing in green Bay away from being the best team in the division, but they were always in the hunt. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I know. So they were always great. They've never, not, they've never not been in the fight. That that Brett Favre year or whatever, Adrian oh, Peterson. Come on, man. But I'm just saying, it's, it's relevant, bro. But, yeah. Brett Favre is not relevant to the Vikings. Like he played one seat. Like, like that's I'm not. He's more relevant to the Vikings than any other quarterback they've had in franchise history. Yeah, yes. because of what he yeah. did in Green Bay. I know, and right. it was mostly against. The Minnesota Vikings. Think, 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 <laughs> think about what you just said. <laughs> that proves my point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying they were the greatest franchise of all time, but I still Hell believe they're. I still, I still believe, and it's it, you can actually tell the story of the NFL, and yes, you will have to include the Minnesota Vikings. Killer, tell me the story of the NFL, including the Minnesota Vikings. What have they done that I need okay. to pay attention to? Okay, so they've had they did have one of the best defenses in NFL history. Some anytime your defense earns a name, the Purple People Eaters, one of the best defenses in the league. How did ever. that People. impact football? The same way, in a sense. I take the lead that, boom before I take the Purple People Eaters. I take the Cowboys defense right now before I take the Purple People Eaters. Okay, you smoking crack. I would take. I, I would take <laughs> no, no. I'm, I would take. I would take the 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 legendary Ravens defense before I take the Purple Peoples. Like that's this. I would take the Pittsburgh Steelers defense back when they had Troy Polamalu and Ike Taylor and them boys. I would take them before I take the Purple People Eaters. So again, what value did the Minnesota Vikings contribute to the NFL? Here we go. They're more on that, de- on that defense, and these are who did they play in their Super Bowls? Y'all say they went to, they went to four they, Super Bowls, right? Who did they play? They played the Steelers and won. That much I do know. In Super Bowl one? No, it wasn't Super Bowl one. Super Bowl one was between the Chiefs and the um. No, you, no, you Packers. said you said one, so I'm trying to make sure. And, yeah, in, in one of their Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Pulling it up now. No, see, that's the thing. You got to pull it up. I ain't trying to hear that shit. I'm not trying to hear that shit, man. I mean, it's only because it's, it's only because it happened in the 70s. 1974. 70s. That's what well, they they fucking count. Look, man, 
that that right there, you just proved my point is why I put the Vikings so damn low. Don't nobody <laughs> know who they face. Everybody know who Buffalo faced in their Super Bowls. That's because it happened <laughs> while we were breathing. I'm, it was I'm just saying. East. I'm like, just maybe. saying. Four years in a row. That's unprecedented. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, they did lose to the same division four years in a row. That is quite sad. <laughs> that is quite something. Damn, imagine that, bro. Um. Oh, yeah. A- any questions about the Chiefs being at number 20 or the Colts being at 21? Honestly, no. Okay. No, obviously we have a big disparity between the Colts. I have the Colts at eight. You have them at twenty-one. Yeah, because the Colts only had they they only had the Peyton Manning era, and it only resulted in like one ring. So, and and the Colts ain't got a ton of fans. Um, their historical relevance, like I said, is Peyton Manning. Their signature player is Peyton Manning and Edger and James. And I would give it and Marvin Harrison. I would say those. Um, but like that's mm-hmm. it. Um, so it just didn't match up to, yeah, I um, got you. But I got the Cardinals at nineteen. Um, I got the Cardinals at nineteen. I got Washington at eighteen. I got the New York Jets at seventeen. I got the Falcons at sixteen. I got the Seahawks at fifteen. Ravens at 14, Buffalo at 13, Denver at 12, Tampa mm-hmm. Bay at 11. Oh, boy. Please tell me how yeah, I can't they're that high. Above Broncos. T- Tampa Bay? Yeah. How Tampa Bay is above the, the Broncos. Yes. That, that's really the question y'all got for me? It, it, it kind of is, yeah. The Broncos. Care to explain? The Broncos. Great. The greatest player for the Broncos is a tight end. Who? Are you totally forgetting about John Elway? The football? No, no, no. John John Elway is not the greatest. Nah, no. Nah. Michael. Michael. (laughs) Michael. I don't even. Yeah, John 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 Elway. John Elway is a is a great quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback, all that good stuff. He's he's a top he's a top all time quarterback. I think Shannon Sharp was better. Mm-hmm. I would take Shannon Sharp as a tight end before I take John Elway. I, I, there, there are quarterbacks that I would take before I take John Elway. There are quarterbacks in the league that, right now that I would take before John. Elway. That's because of the depth of that position. And the fact that you need to be great if you're going to see any type of success at that position. There ain't many tight ends I'm taking over Shannon Sharp. That's a tough one, man. And and Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis was overrated. Yeah, we we talked about that before. Yeah, Terrell Davis was overrated. Uh, For the Buccaneers, for the Buccaneers, um, I remember obviously what uh what Tony Dungy did with the with the with the Bucks. Um you know that that alone that alone uh you know um the Bucks have always the Bucks have have a pretty they have a pretty nice size of signature players like you know when you uh when you talk about the players that play for Tampa Bay um 
obviously Warren Sapp is is one of them. Um, he's probably the leader of the signature players to me. Um, yeah, with the Bucks, I, with the Bucks, I, yeah, I just, I just, I just feel, I just feel like the Bucks <laughs> participated and won one of the greatest Super Bowls I've ever seen. Which one? Uh, the one where they beat uh, with Tony Dungy's ring. What am I talking about? That was not a good game. What do you mean? That game was a blowout from the jump. Again, one of the greatest Super Bowls I've ever seen. If that's the case, then I mean, of course, I know you loved it, but what about that fifty-two to three game against the Bills y'all had? <laughs> let me let me look up the score. Tampa, it was like thirty. It was like thirty-five ten or some shit. It was not close. It was all Dexter Jackson and that and the rest of that defense. Legendary defense. Yeah. Legendary defense. But as far as great Super Bowls to have seen, I mean, do we not? And this is gonna sound biased. I get it. But as far as a great game, mm-hmm. Cardinal Steelers is one of the best. Yeah, Tampa Bay beat the hell out of Oakland, forty-eight to twenty-one. Yeah, like I knew it won't close. Dominant, dominant, <laughs> dominant. It wasn't close. Who cares? It was dominant. They How the hell is that a Mike, who cuts on the TV saying, oh, what's the score? Hey, it's 41-28. Oh, hell yeah, bro. I'm watching hey, that shit. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not one of them dudes where I want the Super Bowl to be close if my team playing. If my team playing, blow them the hell out. This the damn Super Bowl. You are the elite of the elite, the cream of the crop. Blow them and the so hell out. And so are they. And so are they. What do you mean, and so are they? The opponent you play is typically, typically. No, they're, they're the cream of the crop of their conference. They ain't the cream of the crop of the league. Oakland clearly was not the cream of the crop of the league. Yes, they were at that point. Yes, they were. They lost by 27 points in the Super Bowl. They're not cream of the crop. They they might be like, it might be Tampa Bay, and then there's everybody else at that time. It's Tampa Bay, then there's everybody else. You know who else is really, really close? Minnesota. In that same time period. Almost don't count. What am I? Why am I? Why do I? I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm I'm just saying, I'm saying success. But I I still don't understand how you can say every, every single point you made Mm -hmm. for Tampa Mm -hmm. is easier to make for Denver. How? All right, you want to talk was, about some? Dem- you want to talk about one of the best defensive players of all time as well? Dem- you got Von Miller. You Dem- want to talk about impressive. one of the best quarterbacks of all time? You got um, you got Elway. Legitimately, if I'm listing your franchise's greatest players, and I can only go to one side of the ball for the most part, I mean seriously, I'm only listing defensive players. And it's only coming from one era in Tampa. There has never been like another great era for Tampa. For Denver, it was from that. It was from the eight. Yeah, that's not a greatness in the era. That was one great player coming and making a difference. That's all that was. <clears throat> all right. Because of that, because if those guys were truly transfer, transfer, um, transformative, they would still be good right now as a as a unit. The way the way They're I not. see it, the way I see it, I can't talk about. I can't talk about. Uh, 
winning. I can't talk about Super Bowls. I can't talk about the NFL without the Tampa Bay, without the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I could do that without Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I sure. Do without, I could do that without Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. You you will do it without Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> because um, I'm also looking at the three the Super Bowl losses that they have. The Vikings, <clears throat> the four of them. Steelers, Dolphins, Raiders, and it was the last NFL, AFL, and it lost to the Chiefs. Right. So it's not like the teams. It's not like the teams. It's not like the teams they lost to. It's not like the teams they lost to in the Super Bowl were slouches. That was during the steel curtain days. That was also during the seven. I don't want to say that was a seventeen and zero season. Was it seventy four? Dolphins were undefeated, seventeen and zero, or sixteen and zero, whatever it was. I don't know. Yeah, but you talking about the one seventy three? Bob Greasy or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. Oh no, the Dolphins were on twelve and two. But they always and the Raiders were the team that only lost like one game the year they played them. So and that was when Madden was their coach. So they still they went up against Hall of Fame coaches and Don Shula, um Don Shula, John Madden, Chuck Noll. It's not like they were going against, you know, run of the mill coaches for the era. They were all going of these Super Bowls the came all of these Super Bowls for the Vikings, all these Super Bowl appearances for the Vikings came in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, dog. Yeah, I'm not putting the I'm not putting the Vikings. The fuck, get the fuck out of here, dude. That's just like saying, well, well, all the all the Super Bowl appearances for the Buccaneers happened in the 2000s. When did when it happens shouldn't really matter that much. Historical. It happened. In this history, it's still relevant just because more time passes on it doesn't make an event less relative. Okay, okay. So based on what you said, the you're telling me the Bengals have historical relevance. No, but they don't have a history of getting there like that. They've gotten to two Super Bowls, Perfect. and they've never and they've never strung winning behind getting there. How, how many they got four? there and then fell the fuck off? You talking about the Bengals, right? The Bengals. They have three total Super Bowl appearances. They got three Super Bowl three. appearances. Mm-hmm. That's right. 49ers, Chargers. So you mean to tell me the Bengals have historical relevance? Come it on. had to be just two. Who else did they play? Because like they played the Niners. And then they played, um, what's it called? The Rams. The Rams, the Rams, Rams last year. Yeah, it's two. Let me see. I have to look this up. It has to be two. I don't remember them playing anyone else. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now, Killer. Mm-hmm. You, can think I'm, you can think I'm crazy all you want. The Falcons got more got more relevance historically than the Minnesota Vikings. Mike, please give me the rest of your list. The the, the Falcons. You heard that right. The Falcons. <laughs> please 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 give me the rest of your list. Falcons. Before I log off, give, give me the rest. Of the, <laughs> the Falcons, the Falcons literally changed the way quarterbacks play. Like, come on now. Like, so Vic changed on. the way quarterbacks play. But that's yes, fine. yes. I wouldn't get that to the entire Atlanta Falcons organization. But 
about it real quick. The Bengals played the 49ers twice in the Super Bowl, so that's what they're three. I can say the 49ers Super Bowls won't shit. Um, they beat the Chargers, the Bengals twice, the Broncos. Where did the Broncos play the Bears? Either way, they didn't play nobody. All right, let me get out my top 10. Mm-hmm. 10 is the Eagles. They got the fan base. They got a they got a hard nosed culture for the most part. Um, they recently won their first Super Bowl, but I would say that since they've been in the league, they are a winning organization. Um, historical historical relevance. They got that. They got the signature players. They are at number ten. The St. Louis slash L.A. Rams are number nine. They got the fan base. They got the culture. They got the winning. They got the historical relevance. They got the signature players. They're not lacking in any of them. Um, The Chicago Bears are number eight. They got the fan base. They got the culture. They got the historical relevance. They got the signature players. They, They have the greatest defense to ever touch a football field um and overall they have they have the winning overall uh, franchise standpoint uh the, the new york giants are number seven the oakland slash vegas raiders are number six. slash la what? oh yeah i yeah yeah i guess they were in la for that one year <laughs> yeah or two years however long the fuck it was um but yeah the raiders are number six can't tell the story of the NFL without the Raiders. Period. Um, That's exactly why I got them six. Yeah. Can't tell the story of the of uh the NFL without the Packers. They're number five. Cannot tell the story of the NFL without the Pittsburgh Steelers. They number four. Cannot tell the story of the NFL without the Patriots. They are number three. Cannot tell the story of the NFL without the San Francisco 49ers. The, the top two teams had the greatest rivalry in all of football to this day. The Cowboys are number one. The 49ers are number two. Those two teams, greatest rivalry, period. I don't care about divisions. I don't care about conference. I don't care about nothing. Greatest rivalry ever is the 49ers-Cowboys. Those are the top two teams. Questions on the top ten. I think all of our top tens match up for the most part. Um, nah, you ha- you ain't had the Raiders in in the top ten. No, nah, I said for the, that's why I said for the most part. Which I don't understand how you didn't have the Raiders in the top ten. I don't understand that at all. Like Al Davis alone puts the Raiders in the top ten. What he did for football. <laughs> Puts the Raiders in the top ten. Yeah, I mean John Madden also. I yeah. don't know about that. Well, shoot, um, he part that that job parlayed him to being the broadcaster as part of him being a cover of Madden, the namesake game. That that that's that's significant. That means something. That I mean, no, no, so 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 John Madden, the commentator, definitely means something. I I'm gonna be honest. I don't understand 
why John Madden is regarded as one of the greatest coaches. I don't. I'm not saying he's not. I don't understand why. I don't understand why he is regarded as one of the greatest coaches ever. I don't understand it. I I can I I cannot understand it. Yeah, I mean he he just came in winning. Um, I feel honest. like I feel like John Madden. I feel like John Madden overrated, and the only reason why we put him why we put him in the greatest coaches ever conversation is because of his video game. I really feel that way. I'm not saying he's one of the greatest coaches ever. I'm just saying that coaching job and the job he did is what led him to the booth, and the booth oh, is yeah, what led him. Yeah, that's that. That's all yeah. I was saying. Yeah, not greatest coach. Yeah. Yeah, but but the Raiders just win, baby. Al Davis was like Jerry Jones before Jerry. Kind he of. was the first like owner to be like out there like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everyone knew like the Roonies and that old chick that ran the Lions. Um. But it's different when it's a guy and a personality versus a family. It's kind of like the difference between the buses and Mark Cuban. Yeah, I, I I wanted to put I wanted to put Pittsburgh higher. I did too. I wanted, but to I Pittsburgh. I just couldn't. I wanted to put, I wanted to put Pittsburgh in the top three, but Terry Bradshaw ruined it for y'all, honestly. Terry Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw is is in my opinion, Terry Bradshaw was is like Eli before Eli. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like Terry Bradshaw is extremely overrated. Um extremely overrated. He's a um, he's a bad Joe Montana. And then Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger has never been regarded as the best quarterback. At any point when he was in the league, he was never the best quarterback. Um, but Pittsburgh, they got the fan base, they got the culture, they got the winning history, they got the historical relevance, they got the signature player. Like, like they have everything, and they have an abundance of everything. But I could not put Pittsburgh in the top three because of motherfucking um, because of the damn quarterback. Like, um. I just said his fucking name. The old Bradshaw. Bra- yeah, Terry uh, Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, I, I, I could not do it. I couldn't do it. But like Franco got a lot of like Franco. Um, Lynn Swan, Glit, yeah, Air, Stallworth, the Tom Bus. Yeah, y'all, y'all had, y'all even had Cordell Stewart. Like Cordell Stewart ain't no Hall of Famer. He wasn't no like superstar, but like everybody who watched football know Cordell Stewart. And there's a Cordell <laughs> Stewart was like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like y'all, y'all had the players and the pieces. Y'all have, y'all have more players, and and y'all have more of a fan base. Y'all have a better culture. Um. Y'all have more historical relevance and more signature players, all than the Patriots. But I could not put y'all above the Patriots. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. Yeah, New England was difficult because New England, and I said this to Corey before we actually recorded, that New England was already a top ten franchise before Brady. I'm and I say that. I say I say that because. They were the Bills before the Bills. They were a, they were a a better Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have they the were, Buffalo Bills. They were the Buffalo Bills in the top ten. They I were zero They were zero and five in Super Bowls before Brady. 
Yeah, I yeah, I would not yeah, I wouldn't have that already had them in the top five as far as Super Bowl appearances. Yeah, I understand. I understand. So I was like I was like, there's no way I can look and not say they weren't right. They that that team wasn't there. Now granted, the Brady years definitely helped a lot. It, it's it it's kinda like what Curry did with Golden State. It them being there and winning at that clip does a lot for the franchise. here's the thing. I my my dad my dad was born at sixty five. Mm-hmm. My godfather, my dad's best friend, was born at sixty three. I I don't they won't e- they can, they don't even know who the Patriots who the Patriots played in the Super Bowl. They don't even know how many times the Patriots went to the Super Bowl before Brady got there. They do like like they 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 will tell you they will tell you Drew Bledsoe took them there. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Like, like the Patriots, the Patriots aren't the Patriots and their Super Bowl appearances, much like the Vikings, aren't relevant, aren't relevant enough. And I, I, I'm just being real. They're not relevant enough. If you if you ask, if you was to ask. um, If you was to ask my parents. Who when the Vikings won the Super Bowl, how many Super Bowl? How, I mean, not when they won, but when they went to the Super Bowl. Um, and who they played, my my dad would probably tell you they they went to the Super Bowl. Like nobody thinks about the Vikings when you think about Super Bowls. Before Brady, nobody thought about the Patriots when you thought about Super Bowls. So I I, I wouldn't say that before Brady the Patriots were top ten. I wouldn't. The weird thing is Oakland. Has only has one Super Bowl, but when you think about Super Bowls, you think about the Oakland Raiders, or they're one of the teams that you think about. Is what I'm saying. Which goes, which goes to my point in how my rankings fail, which is why the Vikings are all the way down there. Like nobody thinks about Minnesota and winning. Y'all two don't even think about Minnesota and winning. The fact that Corey had to look it up to realize, damn, they won that much. That like that. No, I had that in, in my itself. notes, bro. Huh? Thirty playoff appearances. I had, I had I put all my notes down. That's how I sorted the stuff. But yeah, that, that's right, why I right, say it's so, so hard for the Vikings. You had, right. You had all you 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 wrote it down in your notes. Did you know it before you looked it up? No. See, that's my point. That's that's my point. Nobody, ain't nobody thinking about the Vikings and winning. Well, ain't nobody thinking about the Vikings when you think about winning football. Nobody's doing that. Um, same thing with that. That's that's how that's how I that's how I rated the, my my uh that's how I rated like my list. It was like. These five things, the, the fan base, the culture, the winning, the historical relevance, the signature players, them five things all together equal. What do you think about when you think about winning? Who who's who were the teams that you think about when you think about winning organizations? The Vikings ain't it. Yeah, I, I, I see the point. Like, um, like, like, like. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not downplaying. I know we picking on the Vikings or whatever, cause, but, but that's cause you made a big deal out of a killer. 
But yeah. the Vikings, the Vikings are, um, they may be unappreciated to a certain degree. They may be unappreciated. But like mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is that when you say name name winning football teams, when you say name winning football organizations, the Vikings ain't. You will name ten teams before you even think about the Minnesota Vikings. You could think about a map of locations. Minnesota won't be one of the last places you think about. Hmm. So that's why I, that's why I put them down there. Same thing. And the Chargers are right are right there with them. I mean, if y'all got a problem with the Chargers being ahead of them, then shit, put the Vikings at twenty three and put the Chargers at twenty four. I don't care. Like they they both ain't winning that much. That that I can like that's I I was just a little confused as to how the Chargers could get there. The same thing because the they Dolphins. would go, because they have the less Dolphins. money. I put the, the Dolphins at twenty two and the Colts at twenty one. When mm-hmm. you think about winning organizations, you don't think about the Colts. You think about Peyton Manning. When you think about the Dolphins, you laugh. You think about a guy who never won. When you Dan Marino. Yeah, exactly. You laugh when you think, yeah, what about the Dolphins? Didn't they win stuff? Man, get the fuck out of here with that. Like, ain't nobody think about the Dolphins and winning. They did have that one undefeated season, though, in his NFL history. Just to be fair. Yeah, no, they did. They were 14 and 0 and shit. Yeah. Great job, yeah. Bob Greasy. You know? I ain't taking nothing away from it. I'm just saying, like, you have to, like, those teams, you have to actually do deep dives into their history to actually realize, damn, they contributed this much success to football. Like, you have to actually, like, it's not, you can't see it with the naked eye. Like, it's like, it's almost like you got to look at them under a microscope. Though the, the teams that you got to like focus on just to see how how much they contributed. If you gotta if you gotta look at them under a microscope like that, it ain't they going near the bottom. You know All right, like with yeah. Washington, Washington, the Washington, I put at eighteen. I would I would have put them higher if it wasn't for Dan Snyder. Um, oh, time out, time out. So I put Washington at 18 in the NBA. You put Washington at 18 in the NFL. Yeah, I also had Washington at uh, 18 in the NBA. Oh no, I had Washington at 15. I had Washington yeah. at 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had, you had them a little. You had a little bit more respect on their name than that. But, yeah, but um, Washington, Washington. Um, I, I I cannot deny that hit that. Uh, historically, they are a winning organization. I I can, I cannot deny that they. When you talk about the leader in Super Bowls, the leader, uh, the leader in Super Bowls, the Patriots got six. Mm-hmm. Patriots got six. Steelers got six. And then there's five, five with San Fran and Dallas. Then after the five, there's three. No, that's four. You got the Giants with four. Oh, Giants, Giants got, got four. four. Packers got, got four. Yeah, Giants got four. But you get what I'm saying. Like, it, Washington ain't too far down on that Super Bowl wins list. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and for better or worse, Washington also got signature players. Theismann and Champ Biggins. Biggins. Um, Michael Westbrook. Um, Clinton Portis. Tanner Man. Um, 
I mean, whether you want to include them, this person as a signature player or not, RG three. I don't know. I don't know how much you want to. Mm-hmm. Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor. Joe Gibbs. Gibbs, yeah. I mean, Doug Williams. I mean, you know, well, like I said, for better or worse, uh, Doug Williams. Um, so like they got, they got the signature, the signature players, the historical relevance. They got the fan base, and they got enough winning. Where they lack is culture. Washington lacks culture, so I, that was a huge knock. So I'm like. They got 80%. They got 80% of the criteria, but there's a whole 20% missing. Like, they have 0% culture. And so that, that was a huge blow, so I'll put them at 18. Okay. Yeah, that can... That that, that makes sense. So... The Jets, the Jets, because of, of Joe Broadway. True. So let me see something real quick. Um, let's see who who has a good is he a Hall of Famer? Anyone got a good one? I do not. Uh, I can think of I can think of one, but y'all got it's a couple it's a couple of new segments that we can run through. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let. Y'all to introduce it, you know what I'm saying, since it's y'all shit. All right. Well, Corey, we're going to go ahead and let you get started and do yours because mine I can breeze through. All right. I'm going to try to breeze through mine also. So this one is just basically going to be a wrestling slash combat sports segment that we're going to do every once in a while. Like if anything significant is going on in the world of wrestling, boxing, MMA. Uh, don't we really have a name for it yet, but just give a quick uh, rundown of what's going on uh, with mostly WWE. But before I get to WWE, I just want to say a quick shout out to Lamar Jackson and Rick Ross, who are at AEW Dynamite tonight. Rick Ross would make a fantastic pro wrestling manager. He cut a hell of a promo backstage segment tonight. He was really good. But um, anyway, I just, I just figured we just talk about real quick since it's been three months since Triple H has taken over for Vince McMahon. So I just want to give a brief little pros and cons list um, of how Triple H has basically booked WWE. So real quick, I'll say the pros. The shows are better paced. There are far less rematches. Um, it's more focused on the in-ring and more clean finishes, so no DQs, no, dis- no overuse of distraction finishes, which is great. Refresh talent pool. Women are consistently main eventing Monday Night Raw. And more creativity and how they're engaging with their audience through social media and things like that. And their mid-card titles mattering. So like the Intercontinental title and the U.S. title, they're actually starting to mean something again. Uh, so I, those are the pros, the cons so far. I think the women need better storylines, more engaging storylines to make us care about them. I think that can be better. The commentating pairs need work. I am not a fan of the the commentators that they have for all these shows right now. I think uh, Roman Reigns having both world titles and on a limited schedule is hindering the top of the show. Um, I think there have been too many returns just for the sake of returns and not really doing anything with these people. And no major storylines have developed it. 
No, not Diaz. Like, like, like guys who like let go in the Vince era and Triple H is bringing them back, but he's bringing them back. It feels like he's bringing them back for like the pop, and then they kind of just like fall by the wayside and they're not really doing anything of substance with them. So that's why I say it's kind of like returns for the sake of returns. And um, like I said, no, no big storyline yet. Maybe it's too soon, but like I'm waiting for like a one big storyline and see how they how they flow it and how they ultimately pay off. So. I'll say not bad. Out of, out of on a scale of one to ten, I'd say I'd give Triple H a solid seven so far and how he's run WWE. But uh, yeah, a little update on what's going on in the world of wrestling. All right, I feel I feel I feel caught up. Like, am I my own one to feel that way, Mike? You feel you feel caught up on yeah, something I feel, you made? I feel, caught, I feel caught up enough. Uh, I think Corey has convinced me to give Triple H's uh, reign. You know, kind of a shot to see what the storylines are going to be and who the top wrestlers are going to be. I do not like. Um, I don't. I don't like this Roman Reigns head of the table shit. I really don't. Um, I think. I think it's overplayed at this point. Like, like. Yeah. Yeah. Although there was a funny ass skit where one of the Usos was like, "I don't give a damn what the tribal chief thinks," and that that oh. shit, that shit was funny. That's how you know the crowd is into it. Something about to happen, and the crowd just goes ooh because they know something about to happen. Like yeah, that's but, a good thing. That's but a good see, thing. to me, it w- it was because they broke character because the dude was like, he he's not lately. He hasn't been feeling very oozy, and that yeah. shit that shit <laughs> broke them out of character. And I thought that shit was funny as fuck. So oh, yeah. come on, with, with Sammy Zayn. Yeah. Get rid of it. He's I, an honorary Uso. I, I love that, but I, but but yeah. I don't. But I don't like this head of the table shit. I think it's overplayed. I think they need to get rid of it. Like like I really, I really don't like it. Really don't like it. Um, but you know, I'm I'm willing to watch it, Corey. Real quick, uh, because I know we got to go soon. Um, which brand is better, AEW, Raw, or SmackDown? Recently, I would say Raw is slightly better, which is funny because Raw is three hours, but the pacing of Raw feels so much better. Like SmackDown, Smackdown is really just Roman Reigns and the Bloodline show. And like after you get past that segment, even though there's good wrestling, it's not a whole lot to keep you engaged on SmackDown. Whereas mm. Raw, like it's got a lot of stuff that storytelling is good. And also like I was saying before, the women, for some reason the women get much more shine on Raw. Like they they've consistently main evented Raw these last like couple of months or so. But yeah, Raw just overall is better. AEW, there's AEW is kind of like they they're just getting their swag back like these past couple of weeks. So I can see AEW starting to start to heat up again in the next couple of weeks or so. But right now I give the edge to Raw. Okay, um, last question for you, Corey. I personally feel like this this era of wrestling is the attitude era for the women of wrestling. Like how the attitude oh. like how the attitude era was for the male wrestlers back in the nineties in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like this I feel like right now is the attitude error for women. Am I this wrong? era is no, you're you're not wrong. This is definitely the best era of women's wrestling by far. Like by far. Like honestly, like if you ask me, Corey, who are the 
biggest stars in WWE right now, I would tell you Roman Reigns and Bianca Belair, like without hesitation. Like Easy. not, and I'm not saying I'm not saying Bianca Belair. She's the best, uh, biggest women star. No, she's like I would put as the number two star. Period in WWE behind Roman Reigns, regardless like, of gender and every, all right. Of that. Yeah, like regard, like so, like things like that. Like that's the norm now. Like you don't you don't have to say. Yeah, this guy, this guy. Now, if you're talking about the women, her, no, it's like, period. Like, they've integrated that so well. And it's like, it's, 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 it's kind of like you don't have to think about it anymore. So, yeah. 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 Cool. Um, cool, man. Well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tune into, into some wrestling, man. Get back into it. Um, all right. We got a sports betting segment that, that for killer, you know what I'm saying? But we're going to talk about that on Friday yeah. because the NFL games are happening on Sunday. So we're going to try to get y'all the best sports betting content that we can find so y'all can prepare for it on the weekend and it's fresh as opposed, yeah. as opposed to on a Wednesday or Tuesday. And you, also, and you also won't be getting a changing line because the lines do change a lot. They typically change about 30 to 45 minutes before kick. But typically, they're not too different. So any advice you get on a Friday is still good advice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. All right. Is he a Hall of Famer? All right. We are going with football. We have done, we've been doing football. Is he a Hall of Famer for a while? We, we need to go to basketball eventually. But this time, it's going to be football. Um, this person... Um, this person is, or yeah, this person is a wide receiver. Um, or you know what? I think killer. I think we might have done this one already. I think we might have done this one. Um, yeah, I think we might have done this one. But we're gonna try it again. Or are we gonna try it again? Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, yeah, we'll try it again. Fuck it. Uh, all right. So this person is a wide receiver in the NFL. They have played for seven teams. They played for 13 years. They've made all pro team twice. They made the Pro Bowl six uh, six times. They have 970 receptions. They have a little over 12,000 yards. They have 83 touchdowns. Is he a Hall of Famer? You said he's played for seven teams? Played for seven teams. I think I know exactly who this person is. I think I know exactly who this person is. Um, yeah, and to answer your question, we have done this player before. Okay, thought so. Who is yeah. it? Yeah, it's Brandon Marshall. Okay, all right. So we have done that player before. Cool. So now let me go to the NBA. And we are going to go with. Oh, this is. Oh, this is a good one. I don't like it when you laugh like that because it means it's going to be a tough one. All right. All right. All right. This person is a center in the NBA. In the NBA. They played for three teams. They played for three teams. 
They played for 16 years. Um, this person was an NBA All-Star one time. One time All-Star? One time. They made the All-Rookie team. They had their number retired by one of their three teams. They have 13,000 career. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to do the point totals because point totals, it, it's really about the averages that matter in the NBA more. Um, they averaged tw- about 12 a game, 12 points a game, eight rebounds a game, and about a block and a half a game. They have a total of two silver medals. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight gold medals. And three bronze medals. (laughs) Are they a Hall of Fame player? So the average, what again? 12, eight, and one and a half blocks. And something tells me if I say no, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, you don't think this great guy was a Hall of Fame?" I'm gonna feel so pissed. Well, <laughs> eight and one and a half. Blocks. He played for seven teams. No, played for three teams. Three teams. I was about to say, Yo, what the fuck? All right, three teams. I'm gonna go with no. He is not a Hall of Famer. And I think I know who it is, too. Or is he a Hall of Famer? I want to say, so it's eight gold medals throwing me off. Like, one all-star. He won. Did he win a ship? Did he win a championship? Yeah. No. Okay. So it is who I think it is. So, okay. So, Corey, who, who is it? Or, or is he Hall of Famer first? I I will say no. I'm leaning no. Did you have one also have eight gold medals? And that's FIBA. That has to be FIBA. Wait a minute. You say you played for three teams? Don't look up until I know you. No, 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 I'm legit. I'll show you exactly. I'm going to put my goddamn camera on. Hold on. So, Corey, Corey, you said no. You can see my hands. But but also, the Basketball Hall of Fame, though, they take into account international play, right? Yeah, and that's what kills me with this. They they take into account basketball. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame for for the NBA. So, like, high school coaches, lifelong high school coaches for the Hall of Fame. Well, okay, so he may have won eight, but I, I, I don't know did he, how much he contributed to those eight or what his impact was. That's true. That's very true. Wait, these were none of these were Olympic gold, right? None of them were Olympic gold, no. Okay, so I think I know exactly who it was. 
And if it wasn't this guy, it was some, it was the other guy I'm thinking about. But I don't think you played that many. But I, I just don't think you played that many NBA years. Because you said he played 13, and I know he didn't get to the NBA until he was damn near 30 something. So there's no way he played that many seasons. So I think I know exactly who it is. Who is it? I have no clue. I believe it's Vladi Divac. You said Vladi Divac played 13 seasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who do you think? Who do you think it is, Corey? I have no. Honestly, my first thought was Yao Ming. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason that came to my mind because I remember Mike last week or we for something we, we were talking about Yao Ming or something, and I didn't know if that triggered something in you. So, but I don't think it's I don't think it's Yao. I don't think Yao played that long in the NBA. I think Yao played like nine years. Yeah, I, I didn't think. Yeah. Why are y'all? And I think why why, why are y'all stuck? Why is, killer? Why are you stuck on foreign play? The center position, first off, and then that many gold medals and no championships. So it cuts out a lot of guys whose numbers could have been skewed downward. And I seriously believe that Vlade Divac played 13 years in the NBA. Okay. This is a tough man. I ain't gonna lie, it's a tough one. Well, you know, can't make it too easy. I'm still saying no, he's not a Hall of Famer. You are saying no, he is not yeah. a Hall of Famer. All right, so uh, let's see real quick. Let me see real quick. Killer, you was right. It is Vladi Divac. And you said Vladi. you said he is not a Hall of Famer, and you are mistakenly incorrect. And I'm not talking about whether I'm not talking about your opinion. I'm yeah. talking, I'm 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 well no, I take it back. I'm not talking about what's a fact. Yes, it's a fact that Vladi Divac is in the Hall of Fame. I I agree that I agree that he should be in the Hall of Fame. You're saying he should not be. Why? Um, it was this little thing called impact. I think mattered a lot. He was the center, and the, he was the center of the Sacramento Kings. He was the center. Like, like yeah. when I say center, not his position. Like he was the heartbeat of the Sacramento Kings. Mm. It was him and Chris Webber. That's why he got his number retired there. Yeah, well, he also kind of owns a part of the team too, so that kind of matters. But no, no, um, he don't own. He don't own the Sacramento. Nah, he's like a general manager or some shit. No, not anymore. He. Oh, I knew he. Yeah, I, I, I knew he had had a position there. Oh yeah, yeah, he been left. But as far as like, when I think about Vlade, yeah, the Kings come to mind, but also him getting bodied by Cartwright comes to mind. Um, him getting bodied by Shaq comes like like he spent his entire career getting bodied by other centers. Like he was never at any point in the league when he played uh, considered a top five guy. A top five center? Yes, he was. Nah, 
because oh. he because he played in the scheme out. He played in the same era with Shaq, Ewan, Olajuwon, Morning, Matumbo. Like there were guys you would take before him. You, you was a not lot picking, of them. You was not picking Olajuwon in two thousand and two. I mean, th- that's not the only point that that Devon played. And no, that was toward the that was toward the end of it, the end his, of his run. His prime, his prime was the end. His his his, his prime, prime was in was Charlotte. It. No, his prime was in Sacramento. Mm-mm. No, I mean I get his best years as far as his basketball play, but not as far as his athletic prime. When we talk about prime, that's really what we're talking about. Your athletic prime. Okay, let me see. Uh, if that's the case, then Tom Brady's prime was when he threw fifty. T- no, um, Peyton Manning's prime was when he threw his, fifty touchdowns with the, with the Broncos. His athletic, that's not the case. His athletic prime was in it was in L.A., not Charlotte. He played some time in Charlotte. He was in he, Charlotte he from '96 to 2001. No, he was in Charlotte for two years. He was in Charlotte. He was in Charlotte from '96 to '98. He was, in, he, was in Sacramento. Sacramento. he was in Sacramento from 98 to 2004. All right, so six seasons. How many years was it in L.A.? It was five, four or five? He, he was in L.A. for he was in L.A. for six years. Seven okay. Years, seven years. His best season was 1994-95. And that was in L.A.? That was in L.A. He came to Charlotte in 96 and left Charlotte in 98. I just don't see him being a Hall of Famer. This is... I just can't see it. I mean... Vladi... Vladi literally gave Shaq work. (laughs) Like, let's not play this game. Like, Shaq was more dominant because Shaq is bigger. So, of course, he's going to get bodied by Shaq. But Shaq could not hold Vladi Divac at all. At all. Passing lanes was Vladi Divac. Three-pointers. Vladi Divac was a stretch five, dog. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it burn nice. Just saying, man. Yeah, I mean, we just got to agree to disagree on this one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Corey, what you think? Vladi Divac, a Hall of Famer to you? Not really, but like you said, like my most vivid memories of him is the Sacramento teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I just, I, I, I'm, I, I can't go so far as to say Hall of Famer. Like, yeah. Like, obviously, like, I, he's, uh, obviously, when I think about the NBA, yes, I think, I, Vlad Divac, I, I think about in terms of the history and my fandom, but it's like, uh, I don't know. Mike, just to help you a, out a little bit. Vlade Divac is the Minnesota Vikings. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. That's Yao Ming. That's Yao Ming. No, 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 no. No. That, that's nah. Yao Ming. The, 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 if I had to put the Minnesota Vikings in, in the NBA, the Minnesota Vikings would be... Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, all right, I got to... I got... Uh, nah, never mind. I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna save that. It's your Hall of Fame. I'm gonna save it. All right, we done, man. We done. It's right. late. We done. Yo, I'm be honest with y'all. If y'all been rocking with us this long, for real, for real, 
We thank you. This, this show is long as a this, motherfucker. It's almost three and a half hours. Yeah, this is a long ass show. So if you've been rocking with this long, definitely rocking with it. Big facts. Um, yo, be sure to tune in Friday as well. The gaming shows. This is gonna be a big one. Um, like I said, we're gonna be doing more conversational topics similar to the one we did tonight. Um, so y'all be ready for that. Get your popcorn out because these shows are gonna be electric. Um, we'll be having a special guest on next week as long as everything continues to go to plan. So you guys will get a chance to hear yet another voice. So y'all be on on lookout for that. We'll be dropping the name once we kind of get everything concrete. Um, so be sure to look at the tweet. Yeah, he know who he is. But be sure to um to check out the be sure to um follow us on Twitter and also let us know what you think on there as well. Um, and if you got any questions for us, ask us right there. Um. I think Mike controls it, so if he sees one of us get asked a question, he'll tag us, and then we can ask. Then we can answer your question. So feel free to always reach out. Um, stay out my inbox though, because that's just kind of weird. But before we um that's before true. we head out, you already know it. Let me get them that's last good. words. Corey, I'm gonna let you go first. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. I know it's a long show. Thanks everybody for rocking with us. Um. Also, I just want to encourage everybody to do the best you can do every day, man. And uh, if you feel like your best today wasn't as good as your best yesterday, that's okay. You wake up tomorrow morning, got another shot at it. So be kind to yourself. Be patient with yourself. Just keep going day by day, day by day, man. Thanks. Kelly, you, you, can go, you can go with your last words first. All right, got a little bit of breaking news. The Los Angeles Lakers have won a, another basketball game to beat the Pelicans tonight. Luka Doncic is the first player since Will Chamberlain Will Chamberlain in 63 is to open up a season with 30 point games, seven of them in a row and also the second no-no in um, World Series history has been completed as well tonight after Christian Javier's 9Ks. Houston go ahead and ties things up at two and together the pitching staff put together a no-hitter after the Philly Bats woke up in Game 3. So, honestly, I don't know what to make of the World Series right about now, but it has been a really good watch. Um, My last words are ditto from the last 14 episodes. Yep. <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, my last words... Um. Got my last words, and it's appropriate that that there's an S on the end of words because I got a, cu- a couple of things to say. First one is rest in peace, take off. Um, mm-hmm. It is uh, sad that you know uh, killed by a, a bullet that did not have his name on it. Um, so hip hop culture, uh, you know, took a took a L. Um, couple couple days ago, whatever. So that sucks. Or I guess technically it was yesterday. So that sucks. Um, second thing is uh, you know, sending a lot of love to uh, what's a um one of my uh cousins um. Uh, yesterday, yesterday, uh, one of my, one of my cousins on my dad's side passed away. So from, a, um, she had a stroke, um, 
She had a stroke about a week and a half or so ago. Um, it went into a coma. Um, and, you know, we knew it wasn't going to be looking good for, uh, you know, during the course of this week, during the course of mm-hmm. the last seven days or whatever. Um, so she finally um, just passed away while she was in coma uh, yesterday. So, um, or it's, it was actually on ho- the night of Halloween, um, but I found out uh, yesterday morning. So, um, yeah, um, just, yes, yeah, uh, just wanted to give my, my cousin Kim a lot of love because, you know, she, she in heaven now and stuff. So, um, yeah, man, uh, and then a lot of prayers to my Aunt Cheryl, my, um, my cousins, Kenny and Kelvin, that, that's their, uh, Kim was their sister. So, um, yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, I'm sorry family going through that, dog. You know, prayers, I'm yeah, definitely man. with y'all on that. I appreciate Absolutely. it, man, you know. It's life, man, gotta keep pushing, so. That's true. But y'all, I said, we love the fact y'all been rocking with us this long. Be sure to tune in Friday. Also, if you're listening, you know, on whatever, press that share button. Because if you like us, I'm pretty sure you know somebody else who's going to like us as well. And if you hate us, you'll find some more people so y'all can hate listen. But also, until- before we, hold up, before we, before we exit, before we exit, because I know we about to say we out. Before we exit, hey, I have gotten a lot of text messages uh, from people. I've gotten random people walking up to me in the casino and at stores and all of this stuff. Um, I guess recognizing my voice, asking me if I'm one of the dudes that be on off the sticks or whatever, hearing that they listen like, yo, we started this podcast officially um, maybe, what, three or four months ago? And like, yo, it's crazy. I think I think we on episode. I think this is like episode number twenty three or twenty four. It's crazy um, how much love that, that we've gotten, you know, in the street and stuff. Um, so we appreciate all the support. Um, we never know. We started when we started this. I didn't know who was gonna be listening. I didn't know if we was gonna pop or whatever. And we ain't big time or no shit like that. But um, you know, we appreciate, you know, the the love and everything that we've been getting. Like, I had people been asking me, like, yo, where the podcast at? Where the podcast at? Where the podcast at? Like, yo, that shit really means a lot to the three of us. We mm-hmm. put a lot of work and a lot of effort into this. We be staying up late at night knowing we got work, at, work in the morning, you know what I'm saying, doing this just because we like talking about sports and, and, love, and love just talking, talking with each other, you know what I'm saying, like it was back when we was in college and shit. So, like, yo, for all the support that, and, and for all the listens, everything that everybody been giving us man um we appreciate it you know we got a lot of shit coming still got to get the email address set up so y'all can send questions in and and youtube channels and all that still got to get all of that straight and squared away but it's coming um so we got a lot of we got a lot more shit that's coming um but yeah i just wanted to take the time out to say like thank everybody for all of this all of the support that we've been getting recently yeah real talk absolutely yeah, so, you know, just like everybody else, I got to be up and active and somewhat sober at three, in about three and a half hours. I mean sober as in sleep sober. 
because I'm about to be all kinds of faded at work tomorrow. <laughs> Facts. I'm about, I'm about, I got I got about I got about four hours from now, so we need to get up off this thing. Yeah. So I say y'all been rocking with us. We've been rocking with y'all too. We'll catch y'all on Friday. We out here. Yo. Peace. See you. Thank you.